This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday. It is August 8th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, emergency crews responded early Sunday to another fire at a vacant West Philadelphia home where more than 150 jugs of gasoline were found last week. The unusual and dangerous discovery occurred at around 8 p.m. last Monday in the home on the 100 block of 59th Street. At 9.50 a.m. Tuesday, the home caught fire. Then the house went up in flames again after midnight on Sunday. Neighbors say they want the man accused of starting the fires to be caught. Police say they are looking for Darren Arnold in connection with the fires. Law enforcement says a warrant has been issued for Arnold. Uh, Arnold did speak to 6ABC outside of the home before the first fire, saying he knew nothing about the milk jugs filled with gasoline. There was another fire at the home back in March. Residents say they think Arnold enters the home through the back because it's dark and overgrown and also because the front of the home is boarded up. Does this have anything to do with the house they found where there were gasoline jugs filled with milk? (laughs) I I was almost going to say, yes, I just said that, but no, I didn't say milk. uh, Local and federal officials are actively looking for Arnold. Please say, if you have any information uh, on his whereabouts, you should call 911 right away. Six people were injured Sunday afternoon when a large tree fell on a group having a class reunion at Philadelphia's Fairmount Park. Then another tree fell hours later. According to police, the incident happened at 1220 on the 5300 block of North George's Hill Road near the Mann Center. The six people who were injured are between uh, 66 and 67 years old, police said the group was celebrating a reunion for the West Philadelphia High School class of 1972. Every man ran across uh, the park to go pick up heavy branch tree branches uh, together to get their class to get them off of their classmates said one attendee. While people worked to pull heavy branches off of those who were stuck, police arrived to the scene within minutes. The victims were taken to area hospitals where they were being treated for various injuries. All six are listed in stable condition. Three of the injured were treated and released from the hospital. Three others are still being treated. One man has serious injuries to his back, lungs, and legs. That's near miraculous because we said many times before, walking through Wissahickon on the trail, when you see a branch come down, I've seen it crush a metal guardrail down to the ground, so super heavy. I mean, I guess it was dead, right? The tree? Uh, It had to be, yeah. Alumni come together for the tradition to give back to current students and athletes at the school. We came together 15 years ago to try to improve the quality of life for students at West Philadelphia High School, said Michael Brown, president of the West Philadelphia High School Alumni Association. A tragedy like this, we're all saddened. We just wish the families of our alumni brothers and sisters the very best. Philadelphia health officials have issued a heat health emergency for Monday and Tuesday. It's expected to feel hotter than 100 degrees the next two afternoons. The designation begins at 12 p.m. today and is scheduled to end at 8 p.m. on Tuesday. A declaration of a heat health emergency activates the city's emergency heat programs, which includes the Philadelphia Corporation for Aging Heat Line, cooling centers, and home visits by special field teams. The PCA heat line uh, at 215-765-9040 will be open between 12 p.m. and 11.59 p.m. on Monday and will run from 8.30 a.m. until 8 p.m. on Tuesday. The health department declares a heat health emergency when the temperature gets high enough that Vulnerable people, especially our elderly neighbors and family members, are at an increased risk of getting sick or dying from the heat, said Health Commissioner Dr. Cheryl Bettigol. Uh, People who do not have air conditioning are advised to seek relief from the heat by visiting friends and relatives who have air conditioning. The city will also be opening a variety of uh, alternate cooling sites that will be available for use by all Philadelphia residents looking to escape the heat. Uh, The cooling stations include libraries, septa buses, pool and spray grounds. Uh, The Office of Homeless Services also declared 
declared a code red that began Thursday, August 4th, and will take proactive measures to protect Philadelphians who are experiencing homelessness. Uh, you can call the outreach team at 215-232-1984 if you see someone on the street who needs shelter or other homeless uh, services. They say call 911, obviously, if there is a medical emergency. In sports this morning... Derek Hall hit two home runs. Nick Maton and Reese Hoskins each hit two home runs to lead the Phillies to a four-game sweep over the Washington Nationals with a 13-1 win yesterday afternoon. At the ballpark. Mayton drove in four runs. Bryson Scott had three RBI and the Phil scored five runs in both the fourth and eighth innings. Aaron Nola struck out five and allowed one run in six innings to put the Phil's 12 games over 500 for the first time since August of 2018. They hit 14 homers in the four games, their most in any single series in franchise history. They're off today. So you're before, saying they did it. Yeah, yeah. they did. Okay. They're off today before opening up a series at home against the Miami Marlins tomorrow night. Pete Rose received a long-standing ovation yesterday when introduced alongside his 1980 World Series champion teammates at Philly's Alumni Day. Before and after the reception, the 81-year-old dismissed questions about allegations of sexual misconduct by a woman who said in sworn court testimony that she had a sexual re- relationship with Rose when she was 14 and 15 years old and he was in his early 30s. Those allegations surfaced five years ago and resulted in the Phillies canceling Rose's 2017 Wall of Fame induction. Yesterday was the first time Rose attended a Phillies game since 1989 when he received a lifetime ban uh, from Major League Baseball for placing bets on the Cincinnati Reds team he had been managing for five seasons. Prior to the on-field ceremony, Rose posed for pictures with former teammates and was asked by a female reporter from the Philadelphia Inquirer what kind of message he thought his presence sent to women. Rose responded by saying, I'm not here to talk about that. Sorry about that. It was 55 years ago. Go, babe. <laughs> and that's what I have for Still you this morning. Still smooth after all these years. <laughs> yep. All right, thank you, Kathy, and uh, it's great to see you guys. Yeah, it's great yeah. to see you uh, all as well, yeah. In a couple of weeks. Uh, I did see Casey a couple of times. We got out and played some golf during uh, the vacay, but yeah, we were we were uh, out for two weeks and everybody off doing their own thing. Probably find out a little bit about that later on, what I did on my summer vacation. <laughs> Who knows? That's right, yeah. Uh, but uh, Marissa's still not here. She'll be back. She's off uh, a field reporting for an event that's taking place. She is our field reporter. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. And we'll get her in here uh, tomorrow, and uh, we'll have the full compliment back and ready to go. Otherwise, we have a lot of things planned for you today. New Word of the Week prize is set up for the week. We have uh, a $500 cash prize. That's from... The Baxter. So we will give that, that away on Friday. You'll need the first letter of the day today, and that continues on throughout the week. And then we have a bunch of other things uh, sitting there ready to go. We'll uh, tell you what we have as far as giveaways. Uh, we do have a guest on the program, and that is um, uh, NASCAR racer Kyle Petty. Uh, he has got a uh, memoir out. And... Uh, the new book is called Kyle Petty, Don't Call Me Katy Perry. Yes, <laughs> which is what <laughs> Nick thought it was. I was yeah. excited. Yeah. Nick saw the email and thought we were having uh, Perry, Kate, uh, Perry <laughs> Katie. <laughs> Kyle Petty. 
God, no, you thought we were going to oh. have uh, Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Perry. Yeah. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. That's yeah. it. Yes. Kathy uh, thought we were having Perry Mason. <laughs> and I thought we were having Perry White <laughs> from Superman. Turns out uh, it's Kyle Petty. Right. Yes. Uh, which is, uh, the which is not a driver. <laughs> and the book is called Swerve or Die. And it's, uh, you know, his his life in, in NASCAR. And of course, he had, you know, his, his father and everybody else at Rich uh, Petty. First- Basic first family. Yeah, NASCAR, I, I right? think so. Of NASCAR. Yeah. yeah. So we'll Tom talk to him uh, later. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. <laughs> Great loss. Uh, <laughs> he will be missed. We'll spend some time talking about Tom Petty and Katy Perry. With this kind of reverence. <laughs> uh, later on, when we talk to Kyle. Welcome back, guys. By the way, is uh, is uh, Richard Petty? Is his father still alive? Yeah. Because okay, he does the Blue Emu commercials. I saw and you don't stink. And he's been around yeah. forever. Yeah, these are lilac smelling suppositories. <laughs> um, yeah, Man, he's do these see. things smell great. <laughs> he's 85. <laughs> he's 85 years old. Mr. The King. Wow. Kyle, though, his son died, right? Adam, right? Kyle Petty's Ooh, son? I don't know. Yeah, I think he died. I yes. don't know. Okay. We'll have to find out about that's all that. That's right. I had a whole bunch of Katy Perry questions. <laughs> <laughs> Got to scrap those, yeah. but let's hang on to yeah. them someday. Yeah. Someday. Kyle, what is it about California girls? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you ask him about fireworks, all kinds of things. Oh, Daisy you know. Duke's bikini yeah. on top. All right. <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, that's what's happening on the program today. We will take a break, come back in a second. Uh, stupid question, entertainment report. Boy, did a lot happen while we're gone. I mean, it does. If yes. it, There's always stuff going on, but we had some important things that did happen over the weekend. So... We'll take a break and we'll share it all with you, my friend, as we get back together on a steamy, sick, sultry Monday morning. We'll be right back. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonAndSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Steve, before we uh, go into the normal routine here, there have been a couple of requests. And if it's not too much to ask, if you could indulge, since we are back now yes, from vacation. Yes, yes. A little yoo-hoo sure. to, the, uh, to the audience <laughs> you know, would be nice just to welcome everybody back. welcome back, back yoo-hoo. Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> well done. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's for you. We're back. All right. So the stupid question this morning, I'm giving away a four-pack of tickets for the 12th annual Wildwood Tattoo Beach Bash. Which is this Friday through Sunday at the Wildwood Convention Center. When are you guys getting there? Uh, well, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to get into the convention or not. Uh, I'll definitely see them milling yeah. about at some point this weekend. But maybe you'll be there. Uh, the question is as follows. Lockjaw. Yeah. Is another name for what disease? Mm. Oh. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right. Lockjaw is uh, another name for what disease? 215-263-WMMR. Mentions and birthdays while we're waiting for... You to call in. Uh, we'll start, and by the way, today is Monday, August 8th. We'll start with a big one. Dustin Hoffman is 85 years old today. Uh, what, has he done anything recently? I haven't seen him. I think he kind of retired without did retiring. He? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What was I, the last big thing he did? Don't know. As far as a big thing goes, yeah. that's a really good question because I know he's... He did some things that kind of were like, eh, they kind of came and went. Right. Uh, but I can't remember the last 
big Meet movie. Meet the Fockers, maybe? Yeah, I guess. And that was a while yeah. back, man. It's a while back, the yeah. the last thing I remember. And he's yeah. still, uh, he looks like he's going to be in something. It says okay. post-production, uh, and he did right. As They Made Us in 2022. Oh, he's the new ghostwriter. Oh, is yeah. that his... I had him. no idea. I'm on fire. Uh, he's 85 years wow. old today, by the way, yeah. Uh, you also have uh, The Edge of U2 celebrating a birthday. He and Dustin Hoffman share that same day. He is 61 years old today. You and Dustin are very similar in that you both remind me of Tootsie. <laughs> uh, Edge... One one of the things you have to remember about Edge is that, uh, and and lest we forget, that he supplies the majority of the backing vocals for the band, and sometimes I don't does consider that. Yeah, he sometimes does counter melodies, singing on his own. A, a couple of times he has sung lead on songs, but he's you know obviously he has his own sound as far as the guitar goes, and and is. Uh, created so much for that band, but he also adds some cool vocal stuff. So, so he and Brian Eno created kind of the signature sound in the '90s of U2, correct? I, I guess so. Yeah. Um, and he sings on Lemon, does he not? Uh, no, no, he sings on. Um, what am I thinking of? <laughs> I can't sleep, don't sleep. Ah, uh, that's it. Yeah. What is that song called? Don't Karma Chameleon. Regress. No, that's yeah, that's from so. Culture Club. <laughs> um, oh, man, what, what is that, that song? It's kind of a. It's gonna. Well, you guys think about that. Uh, breathe. Is, That's it breathe? A, is it breathe? breathe. Yeah. Numb? Numb. It's numb. numb. I'm Nummy. Sorry. Numb, uh, numb, baby, numb. you're a firework. Casey, see if we have numb in the All system. All right, I'm gonna look for that. But also, you should watch the documentary and make it loud. Uh, yes. It's yeah. him and uh, some other people. Jack White. Yeah, but he is. You know, this song right here, Elevation, he's like, what I do, like, it's all about the effects, my pedal effects. He is very effect heavy. Mm -hmm. But what he did, you know, and you can say, oh, that's just the effects. No, you have to to create that sound. Mm -hmm. Tom Morello's another guy who's done amazing things with effects, you know. Uh, But you're you're correct. So, all right, we'll get a little bit of uh, edge vocals, which this is not much because he's pretty much... Monotone, yeah, yeah. Entire song. He's ordering a drive-through. But I always thought this was a cool little tune, uh, yeah. and it uh, it kind of came and went. But uh, is two in the whoppers, two fries, one shake, one apple pie. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah, right. You could, you could, yeah. You could go through the whole Burger King menu, <laughs> absolutely, and have a song. Here we go. Two two fries, one shake. I actually like this song. Yeah, especially when uh, Bono starts singing yeah. as well. I'm not going to <laughs> Happy birthday, Edge. Yeah. Uh, he is 61 years old today. Another singer, Scott Stapp, celebrates his birthday of Creed. Uh, and he is on the cusp of 50 as he is 49 years old today. You know what he did, which was pretty good when they did that Doors um, tribute or cover? Tribute album. Yeah. He sang a few songs on that and did a pretty good job. I like that he gets Scott Sapp now. He, he gets, gets the, the joke. joke. He had he had a he had a bit of a mental lapse yeah. there for a while. He was uh, taking some pills and he was getting all funky. And uh, he's I love the now. story, Preston, that he relayed of his own kids in the back of the car as he's driving. I guess a song of his came on the radio, and they were mocking the way he sings. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep, and he, yeah. he shared that with us. He's 49 today. Uh, actor Keith Carradine, Carradine uh, of the Carradine family. Yes. Um, in everything from uh, Deadwood, he was Wild Bill Hill. He's great. Hancock, excellent in that, to uh, Two Days in the Valley, uh, Dexter, and so on. He is 73 today. Donnie Most from uh-huh. Happy, uh-huh. Happy Days. He's still got it. He's still got it. Happy Days. 
Uh, I remember my uncle saying, and this was back when Happy Days was was popular, but he would, when Ralph would come on and he would throw that line, I still got it, my uncle would say, you don't have S. <laughs> you don't have S, Ralph. <laughs> Terrible jokes. Uh, he is 69 years old today. That's the biggest thing he's ever done, right? There's nothing yeah. else Donnie Most is known for. No. Except for the lead in Avatar. Uh, he was in that? No. <laughs> no idea. Uh, Fish wrote a song recently, and, and Donnie Most is, is actually one of the lyrics. Oh, in, well, there you go. It's such a weird, stupid song, but there you go. Uh, Connie Stevens has her birthday Is she today. pretty? I can't remember. She used to be uh, kind of a, uh, a sex symbol. She yeah. was uh, of a lower tier, but she... Uh, She's popular. Actress and singer. She's 84 today. Her son, Andrew Stevens, was in that movie. You remember that movie, The Fury? Uh, Fury. What was it about? Uh, telekinetic people. Barely. And Kirk Douglas is in it. Barely. So, yeah, her okay. son was kind of a, uh, a thing for a while. Uh, Larry Wilcox, who played John Baker on Chip. Ah. He was the sidekick to uh, Ponch. <laughs> Uh, and he is 75 today. I loved how every time anything on the highway happens, that same stretch of obviously under construction highway right. where they staged everything. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. Uh, from the band Poison, Ricky Rocket, drummer, <sighs> is uh, 61 years old today. Those guys are on tour right now doing the stadium tour, and they're having a blast. As well they should. Uh, we spoke to Brett uh, leading up to that when we were at the, the Presidency Blood Drive, and he was great, man. He was, man. Super nice guy and, and just reveres this area, and WMMR is really cool. I love when they get to that point in the career where they're just having fun and we can get them on the show because yep. they, they always have stories to tell. Yep, he's 61 today, Ricky Rocket. Uh, great drummer, uh, played with uh, Billy Joel for many, many years. A gentleman by the name of Liberty DeVito celebrates his birthday. He came by and visited the studio one time. Uh, he is 72 years old today and a great performer. Uh, also sharing with uh, everyone else is tennis player Roger Federer. Uh-huh. Uh, and he is 41 years old today. Uh, one of the more great, greatest of all time, I think. I mean, as far as male tennis players go. Stats-wise, he, yeah. He, yeah. As I far mean, as wins? And, yeah, Grand Slam championships. Okay. And, I mean, you know, Serena probably better than him overall. But, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely one of the best men of, of all time. And then a final birthday today. I cannot believe it. He is 22 years old. My son, Whoa. my oldest, Parker, celebrates Whoa. his birthday. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Happy birthday, Parker. He is 22 years oh, old. Christ. Yeah. I know, it's unreal. I remember when he was born. Yeah. I remember last year. I cut year. the cord. <laughs> when we celebrated his 21st birthday. Yep. Yep. Uh, it was great. And I couldn't believe it. I was telling him last night. I'm like, dude, it just like it just hit me. All yeah, because yeah. I knew the birthday was coming up. And then last night I was thinking about. It, I'm like, oh my god! And I put the number on it, 22. I'm it, like, you yeah. got to be kidding. Did me. you um hear the new Killer song, Boy? They released it last week. Uh-uh. Uh oh. Uh, yeah, I was talking to, to talking to Chuck about it. Uh, it's just you know for for anybody out there who's a father, is it one of those? It's one of those. Is it oh, endemic? It is. is it a classic sort of it's in a, their style? Yeah, yeah. yeah but I it's, love that. you know lyrically, you know, it's just uh, it's a tearjerker. <clears> when you say. when you have a du- they call like a double a twenty two. Those are good luck birthdays, are they not? Oh, I don't know. Is that the I've, legend? I've always, I'm, I'm familiar with the golden birthday, which is your age is the same as the. Uh, Day of the month. Okay. So on January, mine was my 25th birthday. I was 25 on the 25th. All right. Uh, Parker's was uh, on the. He was eight years old when he had his <laughs> golden birthday. But I don't know. Yeah. Let's call it lucky, man. I'm yeah. cool with that. Yeah. Uh, so happy birthday to you, buddy. I love you very, very much. Mm-hmm. So he's 22 years old. And happy birthday to everybody celebrating birthday. We'll see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. 
Lockjaw is another name for what disease? And we will go to Emily, see if we can get the answer. Hi, Emily. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. Ah, we're we're back. We're back from vacation. <laughs> bother us at work. It's what we do. Emily, what is uh, what is lock? I almost said the answer. What is lockjaw also known as? It is also known as tetanus. Tetanus. Yes. Ah. Hold on a moment, Emily. We're going to get your information, and we're going to send you over the four-pack of tickets for the 12th Annual Wildwood Tattoo Beach Bash Friday through Sunday at the Wildwoods Convention Center. 400 of the world's best tattoo artists coming to Wildwood to tattoo you. You can visit uh, villainarts.com uh, for tickets. We need. I, I would love to talk to somebody who's actually had... Lock I was just going to ask if what you knew anybody. Yeah, like? does it fully lock up? Yeah, maybe we we'll, <laughs> might be able to explore that at some point. All right, go through the uh, movies at the box office. Number one was Bullet Train, made uh, $30.1 million. Uh, DC League of Super Pets was second, followed by Nope, Thor Love and Thunder, Minions Rise of Gru, Top Gun Maverick, which just surpassed Titanic. Yes, it did. What? As far as its box office take, yeah. So I don't know what number that is. Seven, like I think. Oh, okay. I a think it's in down. seventh place now. So it's just doing unbelievably yeah. well. Uh, where the Crawdads sing at number seven. Then you have Easter Sunday, Elvis, and the Black Phone to round out the top ten. All right. It happened. We found out over the weekend. Many people reached out to each of us. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have broken up. Ah! Yep. That was the email I got the most. Yes. And even messages on social media, like yep. people well, sending links. And the question is, was it you, Casey, who, who came closest I came without close, going over? Well, we all went over. Who lost but, the showcase? Uh, we all lost it. And how does that work? Like, suppose the in The Price is Right, the two showcases go over. Like, nobody gets it? Or is no. it the person? No, yeah. Nobody, nobody gets, gets it. it. But, I mean, you, this would be closest in proximity. It'd be you, right? You, it was. you got closest to the date. And I need to go back. What and was your date? My date, well, so this is what I want to say. I feel like I was uh, forced to do a date because uh, I was like, I, so you my date asked. was June. My, my June. my date was June first. You were forced uh, to, the, to do that. Yeah. Well, I was. I, I didn't want to commit to a, a date. I just said I think. I think more, gonna, more like a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I felt like they were going to go on for a little while. Yeah, well, no, yeah. no. Well, you got closest. You won. Yeah. Are, take are, you, are take you, your win. Are you Kathy's, calling? You calling no fair? <sighs> on yourself? Uh, no, no, no. I'm not no, he said call. he was forced into okay. it. I want to no, go no. back and listen to the tape, but I knew it wasn't going to last. He's too ugly. I'm sorry. I know he's got a huge <laughs> look, Johnson, look but at look at all, his face. Look at everyone he's been with. It doesn't matter. Look ma- at yeah. everyone he's been with. It does not matter. No, but it's all, it's ended. They've yeah. all ended. Yeah. Right. That's what he's saying. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, so it's his face you're saying. Uh, right? Like, they see his face, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, uh, and they still get with him. But yeah, after but a while, last. they're like, I can't do that. I can't look at this face forever. Like, at first, it was cute. Like, he's quirky looking. Do you know what I mean? Not really, but, okay. I, but right. I, just, I, I get it. Let's get just, the story. Suddenly, yeah. Let's get to what? Let's get the story. Oh, okay. Well, there's not much to it, really. So uh, they didn't really say anything? The sources said that uh, they've had a lot of love and respect for each other, but that the long-distance dating made it really difficult to maintain a relationship. That's, uh, for, that's bull crap because <laughs> she was traveling to Australia because he was shooting a movie down in Australia. And they said that that last trip she went to Australia was supposedly to work on the relationship, which I, I don't believe. I just think, I think they finally decided, okay, enough. And move on, right? 
Uh, yeah, or it's the the face thing. You, that you're too ugly. Talking about. Yeah, I just realized you're very ugly. <laughs> on Saturday, uh, Davidson was photographed on the set of Wizards uh, for the first time since the news broke, and he was wearing a green trucker hat and a T-shirt that read "What I Feel Like S." So. There will be more about this oh in my the God. future, but yeah, they're uh, they're over with, and uh, yeah, no big surprise. Well, it could have been a great love of the ages. Yeah, uh, this was a messed up story over the weekend. I'm sure you guys saw Anne Hache, the actress, was severely burned when her car crashed into a house in Los Angeles. Uh, the vehicle, which officials say was uh, registered to Hache, uh, ran into a two story home in the city's Mar Vista neighborhood and burst into heavy fire on Friday. Mm-hmm. TMZ reports that she was behind the wheel of a Mini Cooper. They also published a picture of her in the vehicle. Uh, the LAFD says that it had 59 firefighters on the scene to contain the fire that they stated uh, that one person who was critically injured was rescued and taken to the hospital. Uh, he uh, suffered significant burns, was deemed to be under the influence and acting erratically, according to a source. Mm-hmm. A law enforcement official told the uh, LA Times app, and according to uh, TMZ, witnesses first saw her crash into a garage of an apartment building yeah. in the neighborhood before the car smashed into the home of the west side uh, of the city. So she left this first scene after a crash and then went and ran through this house. And there was a still of her inside the car, Preston. Did you see this? And there was the red cap of uh, a vodka bottle. Oh, stop. Right, oh, really? right on the console find, in front of her, yeah. I can't find the photo. I mean, like, I see the burnt car, but I don't see the one of her in it. Uh, she is currently intubated, but she is in stable condition. Uh, and so it was severe burns. So she's in, in a bad way. Now, I don't know to what parts of her body or anything like That's that. Terrible. I haven't seen that, but it took, like, she was in this burning car for quite a while, and they had to use some sort of crane contraption to lift her out of it. Uh, Lynn Bernstein, a neighbor in the area, said Hayes' car went almost all the way through the house and almost immediately caught fire. Uh, The L.A. Fire Department responded to the call about 10.56 a.m. And uh, according to Bernstein, the woman who lived inside of the home was in shock as she noticed three men in the house before noticing Hayes' car. Uh, She said, I don't think she got what was going on. What happened, uh, Bernstein said. She was extremely fortunate. So uh, so were the dogs and her turtle. You upset my turtle. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Bonkers. It was the middle of the day, huh? Yeah, it was like just before 11 a.m., yeah. She was going, they estimated, 90 miles an hour. Oh, really? 90 miles an hour. All right. What was the audio you sent over? Oh, we can't. So no, we can. We can. Oh, we can. Uh, it's not okay. over though. For some reason. There. Yeah. So there are just a couple of things. There. There was. She had done. Um, I think what was most telling is the L.A. news anchors that are covering the scene as they take um, the her body out on a gurney. Basically, oh, wow. um, she sits up, and they were so sure that whoever had been rescued from that car or taken out of that car was dead. It stunned them. I don't have that audio over yet, but I do have this. Do you have this. any Katy Perry? Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. <clears throat> that should be the default on the uh, evening news if they don't have that. We don't have that footage of Afghanistan. Let's play the chili, chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> <laughs> when news breaks, tune to us to hear the chili dog song. Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> News you can use. Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> <laughs> it actually takes a down story and makes it more pleasant. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, anyhow, we'll see if there's a follow up to this, which I'm sure there will be. Um, let's see. Willow Smith 
is breaking her silence when it comes to her dad, Will Smith, slapping Chris Rock. In a recent interview with Billboard, Willow shared her reaction to what unfolded in March. The 21-year-old singer said that the media frenzy surrounding the slap uh, didn't rock her so much as her own internal demon. She said, I see my whole family as being human and I love and accept them for all their humanness. Hogan's is up! Uh, Willow added that her family's fame has an effect on how people perceive them. She said, because of the position that we're in, our humanness sometimes isn't accepted and we're expected to act in a way that isn't conduct- conducive to a healthy human life huh? and isn't conducive to being honest. Whatever, man. Uh, what the f*** <clears throat> is this? You know. All right. So he And he apologized directly to Chris, right? He... Apologized yeah. at Chris. At him? Uh, yeah, it was not uh, so uh, uh, right now, but he did the, a more extensive apology during our time off where he, he talked about it. I still don't, I think he's still kind of going around it. Do you know Terrible. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I think once he said, the real thing to do is to do mano a mano and, and apologize. But apparently Chris Rock is not the one who's... Into receiving that apology right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is his. Yeah. He can't insist on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so back to the Kardashians. Uh, back to the Jenner sphere. Uh, Chloe Kardashian and we just added a new warp drive. A new warp drive. Absolutely. We wow. can do the Kessel one in five parts. Whoa! No way. Oh wow. yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's less than half of the the record, right? Wasn't it yeah. twelve parsecs? No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just kicking ass in this thing. Okay, and taking names. All right, so Chloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson have officially welcomed. <laughs> That's my sonic disruptor. It gets rid of the asteroids in my way because once you hit warp, they can go right through the outer hull. Of course. Okay. <laughs> Constantly making improvements. <laughs> <laughs> I have missed, we've been on vacation for two weeks. I've missed playing with these toys, <laughs> these sound toys. It's too fun. Uh, so any, anyhow, uh, Chloe and, and Tristan officially welcome baby number two. Uh, the child is a boy. He's adorable. Uh, uh, reports first surfaced on uh, the 13th that the two were expecting a second child via surrogate. Despite no longer being together, representative for the Kardashians later confirmed the news in a statement and so on. So is his seed and... Uh, and her egg. And her egg. And, yeah. and, but we had, and obviously you would never release the name of the person who was the... Uh, Surrogate. Well, I mean that that really, I, I guess, all depends on the surrogate, right? Um, you know, was it Katy Perry? It was not, but um, so, surrogacy. Like, did anybody watch the uh, the Tignataro documentary? I did, yeah. And so I, I, I had we had had her in studio not Comedian, that long yeah, ago, yeah. and uh, and I had no idea that she had been going through all this stuff that she had been going through. But she tried to go through some surrogacies, uh, yes. But, and unfortunately, it just didn't take because she didn't have enough like eggs, and and so the one, but it, the you know surrogates, I feel like some some of them are a little bit loony, and then other ones are just angels. You know what I mean? Like they just want to help some people out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, so anyhow, they went through the surrogacy. Okay. What? Uh, they're loony. Some of them, I feel like they are. Okay. From have you seen like interviews with them and stuff? I know. It's just you know like tonight we ripped the little surrogates. They're out there throwing babies out of the uterus all willy nilly. What's going on out there with those crazy surrogates? Wait, uh, is Looney Surrogates? Is that a good band name? Ooh, we are the Looney Surrogates. Right in the we might keep the babies. <laughs> In fact, you have to put a, a V in front of that. The loony. Okay, yeah, yeah. Listen, you have to. You have to understand. There is a. 
there's an interview process for this very reason. That's right. Me saying that does not. Uh, I'm not. Um, no. So they choose the loony one. No, they don't no, choose the loony. They don't choose. Well, the loony so what ones. are you talking about then? <laughs> She's saying that he's saying that some of them are loony and some of them are in it for the right reasons and some of them are loony and in it for the wrong reasons. Probably. There you go. Possibly they're just crazy. Nick, their first album would be called Don't Choose the Loony. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, anyway, anyway. Uh, Thompson also has a five-year-old son named Prince (laughs) with Jordan Craig, his ex-girlfriend prior to Kardashian. Um, and so, yep, they had the baby. There you go. Uh-huh. All right. And they went with a non-loony surrogate. Apparently. Why? Well, we don't know. We don't know. Could don't be crazy. Okay. Uh, on Friday, Romeo and Juliet actor John Leguizamo lamented the casting of James Franco as Fidel Castro in the upcoming uh, film Alina of Cuba. Um, he wrote, how's this going on? How is Hollywood excluding us but stealing our narratives as well? No more appropriation, Hollywood and streamers. Boycott this effed up, he wrote on an Instagram post. He said, uh, plus, seriously difficult story to tell without uh, aggrandizement, which would be wrong. I don't get a, I don't got a prob with Franco, but he ain't Latino. But following this, Fidel Castro's daughter, Alina Fernandez, told Deadline that she supported Franco in the role of her father. Yeah, she approves. Uh, the project, she said, is almost entirely Latino, both in front and behind the camera. James Franco has an obvious physical resemblance with Fidel Castro besides his skills and charisma, she said. And he does. When he has that scraggly beard, he he looks a lot like Fidel Castro. And the story's pretty amazing. So she was Castro's daughter, but then... You know, turned completely against him and has been working tirelessly to fight his legacy. So, yeah. hey, this was sad to see, man. Veteran actor Roger E. Mosley, yeah. best known for his role as Theodore T.C. Calvin on Magnum P.I., has passed oh. away. Uh, his daughter said he was uh, 83 years old. His daughter's name is uh, Cha Mosley, and she said that he passed away Sunday. At Cedar Sinai Medical Center, uh, it was from injuries he had in a car crash. Yeah, that sucks. He was involved in a car crash last week that left him paralyzed from the shoulders down and in critical condition. He was the helicopter pilot on Magnum PI. Yeah, Shaw said in a post published over the weekend that further specifics about the incident were not released. I uh, started alongside Tom Selleck in Magnum PI, has some 70 acting credits during a career that spanned six decades to his name. His last credited role was performing as John Bookie in a remake of Magnum P.I. Uh, actor Stephen Hill, who plays uh, TC in the Magnum P.I. reboot, issued a statement on Instagram saying, We have all been honored by the example of Mosley's life. Rest in power to the king, father, husband, friend, trailblazer, black power man, coach, gentleman, powerhouse, talent, and mentor Roger E. Mosley, so that was sad. I always liked his character, man. I dug that so show. Cool. Didn't didn't I mean that they, their camaraderie with that yeah. cluster? It was Rick Wright, the the the, the cabaret on the bar owner, whatever he yeah. was. Yeah, it was really well done. Yep. Uh, let's see what else you have here for you. Mike Tyson has a bone to pick with Hulu, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter. The former boxer is not happy with the streaming platform's limited series Mike, which follows his life and career. Uh, Tyson posted to Instagram on Saturday, Hulu is the streaming version of the Slave Master. They stole my story and didn't pay me. Uh, He also wrote, uh, Hulu's on Twitter, he wrote, Hulu stole my story. They're Goliath and I'm David. Heads will roll for this, he said. (laughs) You don't want Mike Tyson upset with you. Yep. You work at Hulu? It's time to kick your ass. Uh, Peter Jackson is an explanation for why he was not involved 
in Amazon Prime's Lord of the Rings prequel series, The Rings of Power. In a recent interview on the Hollywood Reporter's Awards Chatter podcast, the Academy Award-winning director said, they asked me if I wanted to be involved, uh, and I said, that's an impossible question to answer without seeing a script. Apparently, the Rings of Power team promised to send him the scripts when they were done, but they didn't. He said the scripts never showed up, and that's the last thing I heard. Well, you would think you'd want Peter Jackson involved in that. He did such a brilliant job with the original material, and yeah. there is some talk that a lot of this stuff that they say is directly related to the Tolkien story is not, that they've created a lot of this storyline out of thin air. So right. we'll see. Uh, where, where do you fall on a desire to see this now, especially I, with the Game of Thrones universe? So it's a lot of sword and uh, yeah, stuff and, going and, on. And I and I, I bailed on uh, the Hobbit. Uh, you know, I, I was happy with yeah. the, the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy. That was enough for me. But I am curious as to the creation of the Rings of Power, right? Because they just re- and I, I've never read Tolkien, or I've read I, I read the Hobbit, but yeah. uh, I haven't gone through the whole you know uh, uh, library of it all. But I, you know, because at the beginning of that movie, they just say, "and and the rings of power were given to right. blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Yeah, but where the hell did they come from? Why? What? What kind of power do you get?" Well, I don't know any of that stuff. I right. would like to know those things. So, so I'm there, mildly interested. There's, a, I mean, there are fanatics that know this stuff. Um, Stephen Colbert is, is a, a, yes. a an absolute fan fanatic. So there, there's a lot of lore and mythos there. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of on yeah. board. You know, definitely Game of Thrones first for me. I'm yes. a little more invested in that, but. Uh, we'll see. And that's all, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's all new material too, right? That's not um, George R.R. R. Martin's stuff? Yeah, I don't know who has guided the writing of that or, okay. or if he's tipped his uh, you know hat and said, here, have at it. Do he's actually want. giving thumbs up to what he's seen so far of the new series. Yeah. Uh, and he says it's really good. So okay. I don't know, you know, we'll take that for what it's worth. But when the creator of the whole world gives it the thumbs up, that's a good sign. Yep. Tolkien, of course, is no longer alive. Yeah. Uh, the Flash, starring Ezra Miller as Barry Allen, is still moving forward despite the actor's recent scandals and multiple arrests. I wonder how they're gonna. It's according to a report. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna send him out to do press. No, <laughs> the they're they're just gonna have to avoid yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, per Variety, Warner Brothers uh, Discovery CEO David Zaslav said that he's very excited for the upcoming film, which has a June 2023 release date. Uh, Miller, of course, has been the center of controversial uh, moments and, and events over the uh, past several months. He was arrested multiple times in Hawaii for disorderly conduct and assault. And there was also of him accused, uh, accused of allegedly grooming an 18-year-old uh, who uh, whose parents were all up in arms. Uh, but the 18-year-old says there's no problem. So yeah. there's... It's kind of some weird stuff going on. Um, The Flash news comes shortly after Warner Brothers canceled the franchise's sister film, Batgirl. So that's not going to happen. So they had this $100 million movie virtually completed. I mean, they they were able to do test screenings, which apparently did not go well. Yep. A Warner Brothers spokesperson confirmed the DC Comics film was being nixed as its budget reportedly increased to more than $90 million amid uh, the COVID-19 delays. Uh, Leslie Grace, who was slated to play Barbara Gordon in Batgirl, took to Instagram on Wednesday and shared a series of movie images and footage from the set of the nearly $100 million superhero film, starting with the caption, uh, Quedera Familia, meaning Dear Family in Spanish, on the heels of the recent news about our movie Batgirl. I'm proud of the love, hard work, and intention all of our incredible cast and tireless crew put into this film over seven months in Scotland. Uh, she said how truly blessed she felt working with an incredible team on the project. 
and added a special note to all Batgirl fans. Uh, she said, thank you for the love and belief, uh, allowing me to take on the cape and become, as Babs said best, my own damn hero. So there's but a cu- it's not going to happen. <clears throat> there's a couple of things with this. They're not going to release it at all. They're not going to release it on HBO Max. They're not going to release it, period. And yes. then Brendan Fraser, everyone was thrilled because he finally got a role. He was you know, one of the, the villains in the movie. Michael Keaton was reprising his role as Batman in the movie. In Batgirl? In Batgirl, yeah. So, uh, in addition, yeah, to the Flash movie. So, it's um, it's crazy. But people, apparently, who saw the screenings of this big... You'd think it was a big movie. These are the same guys who did Ms. Marvel, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, the same directors. Um, the um, They say it was... It looked cheap. It looked like a... Um, oh. It looked like a, you know, like a sub-level movie. Like it should have gone directly to... Like more TV show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. All right. Um, I think we have clips, do yeah, we? Okay. We <laughs> BJ Novak. Makes his directorial debut with comedy thriller Vengeance. And here he explains a valuable lesson he learned while writing the script that developed into a theme of the movie. Here's our first clip. Whenever I'm stuck, I realize, you know what, dude? You're trying too hard to say something and to be smart or funny or cool. Just kind of think and and listen. And what do real people say and feel and so especially a movie like this where I was so far out of my comfort zone, like exploring West Texas, I thought, well, I'm not going to like make statements. I'm going to hear who these people really are. And it actually becomes a, a theme of the movie. I don't give a f- uh, Vengeance is out in theaters now, by the way. Here's the next clip. Brad Pitt, no stranger to action, and instantly jumped at the opportunity to work with his former stunt double, David Leaked, in Bullet Train. And in this clip, Pitt describes the full circle moment for Leaked from uh, stunt double to director. Here we go. In that scenario, he, you know, he's helping me with my character. So, I like, in some ways, I get the say. Now we come back around full circle. You know, he's developed into a director with his own vernacular, your own language. It's really fun to see. And and to get to come on board in that capacity. And now with my director, Dave Leach, who's, <laughs> who's the author, the ultimate author of the piece, was, was a really, like, really beautiful symmetry for, for our yeah. friendship, Dave. <laughs> Shut up, dummy. So I guess it's pronounced Leach, spelled uh, L-E-I-T-C-H. Uh, that did not sound like Brad Pitt to me. There's a lot of this going on. Was he sucking on a lifesaver or something? He was sucking on a chili dog. Yeah. Yeah. Sucking, on a chili dog. dog. sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> sucking on a chili dog. Uh, so. Brad Pitt sucking on a chili dog. Uh, <laughs> they were hoping for bigger. They, they were putting a lot of uh, stock in this movie. So it was sort of a disappointment. Even with $30 million, they were expecting it to go bigger. It's... From the John Wick camp. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't know. It looks like they're trying for that blend of humor and, and over-the-top action. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, Bullet Train is in theaters now. It was number one over the weekend. But, uh, yep. All right. There you go. That's what I got. Air Entertainment Report for today. First one back. Yeah, it was good. I got that one good. in the book. Hold on. All right. Let's take a break and come back in just a moment. We shall continue our Monday morning steaming session because it is a toasty one today, friends. Uh, be careful of your outdoors. We'll be back in a moment. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. 
Real quick, I'm catching up on uh, some chart outs. If you guys don't mind, we were off uh, on vacation, so a few of them built up. And I wanted to send this one out. It says, hey, guys, this is former intern Ed from the fall of 2019 and spring 2020 groups. Uh, reaching out to ask for a belated 33rd birthday shard out when you guys make your triumphant return from break. My birthday was July 27th. He says, I'm feeling good, and I hope you are too. <laughs> and I graduated from, uh, I graduated with my master's from Temple in media studies and production in May of 2020 and have been working a full-time remote position as a design editor for a major newspaper publisher. Very cool. And I was able to walk in person at Temple's Klein College graduation this past December. I hope to catch up with you guys in person real soon. I had such a blast during my time with the show. Uh, former uh, Best, and that is from former intern Ed Bet. So, Ed, shout out for you, and congratulations, man. His master's degree, and he's got a, a nice full-time gig. Very kind of, of him to give us all the credit for that. Of yeah, course yeah, he yeah. did. Yes, it was very nice of him to do that. Uh, so I mentioned, yes, we uh, we took some time off. We had a, a lengthy vacation. You know, 20-some-odd years uh, working this radio show has allowed us to uh, cruise some vacation time, so we were able to take that. Uh, and uh, hopefully everybody got a chance to kind of recharge a yeah. little bit. I mean, oh, both you and I visited family yep. members. So, yep. uh, you know, my dad and your your mom. And, and uh, oddly enough, we we switched. I visited your mom. You visited my dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. yeah. just yeah. weird. My yeah. dad's, who the hell are you? Yeah. yeah. I just did. And I just <laughs> kind of slept on the couch. Yeah. Quit your pissed off screaming. And I try not to get in the way too much. <laughs> uh, but being on vacation uh, is something that uh, some of us might take for granted. And and here is an example of that story. So uh, Sixers guard uh, Tyrese Maxey um, apparently has never <laughs> in his life ever taken any type of vacation before. And recently, uh, Coach Doc Rivers um, had been trying him to get uh, get him to take a break. Because uh, apparently he burn he's, got, out. he's got like an intense work ethic. Yeah. Okay. So he works, practices really, 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 really hard. Uh, and he said uh, he finally got him to do it over the summer. Uh, he said he's the most impressive young player I've ever had in 21 years of coaching. So that's how impressive he is. His work ethic is beyond belief. He said, I mean, uh, many times already this summer, at least two, three times, we've had to tell him to go sit down somewhere and go relax. Uh, he works with Sam Cassell, and he said my son Spencer as uh, their skill development coaches, and he called Spencer two weeks ago because um, he went on uh, vacation. Uh, the difference is... Uh, this is the first vacation he's ever been on in his life. <clears throat> and he said, uh, he, he told us about it, and, and Doc said, wait, what? And he said, no, I've never been on vacation. Uh, he asked Spencer, what do you do on vacation? Oh, my, God. my gosh, wow. He's like, what do you do? And Spencer was like, well, you relax. And he goes, well, for how long? Like, for how many days? <laughs> I mean, we're going through a week, and I can't relax for a week. Yeah. So he has a hard time. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, kind of cute. It is. Uh-huh. It's adorable. And eventually, he'll he'll learn to relish the time off. Yeah. But he's probably at a, at, a, at a place in his career where it's just go, 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 go all the time. And is completely focused on that. There was a time when I was absolutely like that. Listen, it, it, it is it's part of the deal when you're trying to put things together. I'm still I'm still more a long weekend than a full vacation kind of guy, unless I have something planned and precisely. Like this time, I was going to visit my dad, and that was a mission, and it, and it felt right. It was good, but I certainly can understand, and I, I've known people who just don't take vacations, are, are almost afraid of the concept of taking a vacation. Yeah, just, I mean, listen, just sitting around is boring to me. Yes. But, but 
Taking a trip, make planning something. Doing something. Is right. A blast. It is. I love if it. If you can oh, do it. Yeah. Even, but even sitting around, I could do that. Well, <laughs> yeah, I can do it. I, if you you make me do it, I'll, I'll do it. But I, but I do like to have some type of activity or something like that. But we were curious uh, of those who, for whatever reason, either you just don't vacation because you don't really like to. Right. Or you never have taken one before in your life for whatever reason. Is there a legit, is there a phobia of taking vacations, of having downtime? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 215-263-WMMR. Well, and kind of like a public service, I feel like uh, it might have to wait, but we should probably get a group together if they've never been on vacation and take them right. on yes. vacation. We'll, we'll show you how to use to do that. We could show yeah, you. we could broadcast live from like Universal or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, we have just determined that no actual park in this country wants us there at all. I don't know what the hell, what our reputation is. We're, we're, let's work done. Hollywood. See if we can get that. <laughs> uh, the issue for so many people, though, is that, uh, especially for like skilled laborers and stuff like that, that aren't um, given paid time off and oh, paid right. vacation. When you are not, when you're on, when they take a vacation, not only are they they're spending, losing money. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they're not only yeah. spending money, they're losing money. Right. Yeah. Case yeah. I know uh, a guy who owns a restaurant, and uh, it's his business, and he's like one of the head chefs. He has a really hard time with it yeah. because. When he's gone, it not yeah, he, he just he misses out on on every opportunity that presents itself by being gone, and he is he like he carries that guilt with him for a really long time. It's hard. I, well, I, I get it. I absolutely get it. When I when I was freelancing and doing a lot of listen, um, stand up comedy when I was doing that, you, yeah. you, you, like if you ever see the Wait. Joan Rivers documentary, uh, you know when when she was her career had been well established, <laughs> and she freaked out when she had. Uh, a, a brief period where there were no gigs scheduled. She had to be working constantly. Mm-hmm. Steve, was was any of that ever for you? Was it ever like vacation like when when traveling for gigs? Yeah, actually, it was. Like uh, sometimes it would be it would be it'd be exciting to go to a place like. Well, I remember going to Seattle. I mean, I thought that was wonderful, and that's when we got you know hiked around. Rainier, because the cool part of being a comedian is you're just working at night. Yeah. And there, but there is also the downside. If you're in an exciting place like Seattle or if you're in a not-so-exciting place like Spartanburg, South Carolina, yeah. there's the uh, both sides of the coin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you get a little variety. Right. Of- uh, in, in Spartanburg, I was watching Kung Fu in Spanish in a Ramada hotel room. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I, le- less vacation there. Less, less majesty of the mountains. I'm going to go to Steve on the phone. Tyson. Steve, good morning. Steve, are you there? Oh, we just lost Steve. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, we will go next. And that's our phone lines doing a wonderful job this morning. I'll go to Craig Lagans, our friend. Hey, Craig, good morning. What's up, Rochachos? Hey, man. <laughs> How you doing, bud? I'm good. Um, I just wanted to call tell you guys. Sorry. Out of breath. <laughs> Late for work. Um, 35 years of working. You, Never gone on vacation. You have I. What? We have known you for so long, and I did not realize this. Thirty-five. You have never taken a vacation. I mean, have you done one or two day? You've done days a off, trip? right? Yeah. A trip. Yeah, I've, I've had a whole week off. Yeah, I've had you know extended weekends. I just don't go anywhere. I've never planned a trip. Have you ever never. been on a plane, Craig? Many times, but no. that was just like for when I went out to L.A. 
to audition, I was auditioning every day. Yeah. Oh, so wow. really wasn't. Okay, so why case. are you as out of breath as you yeah, are right now? I need waiting. to know this. Are you running? <laughs> He's running to L.A. Yeah. <laughs> He's got an audition. <laughs> uh, well, see, I'm trying to get a vacation and medical leave. See, that's... <laughs> right. You're going to do it the smart way. You're going to have a heart attack, and then you'll get some time off. No, I walked to, I, I walked to work, uh. and it was so windy on the... Uh, Chestnut Street Bridge that you couldn't hear me, so I'm trying to run to get inside. <laughs> what What do you do? What do you do for a living, by the way, Craig? I'm I'm an AV tech. Okay. I work at the uh, FMC building, the big tall building, yeah, on right. 30th Street. Um, and I've been with this company since 2013. And uh, the, the thing is, at the end of the the year, the the building is closed for the last two weeks of December. So I've had weeks off, two weeks off. And I don't, I don't go anywhere. I don't Does it, do, do, you, do you get, do you get, do you get sort of nervous? Do you get jittery when you have time off? No, no. I, but the thing is, Steve, I love other people's vacation photos. Like when they go away, All right, so, so, so Craig, give me one place you'd like to go to vacation to. Oh, Camden. Camden. <laughs> See, you got to got to set your sights a little higher. Yeah, yeah. You know, Camden's lovely, and there's a great beach community, yeah. but. No, I, just, I don't have to. I don't have to get a dictionary to or learn another language. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, we'll have to work on that. Yeah, we will. We'll try and help you out, Craig. Thank you, guys. Welcome all right, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. We'll see you. Uh, but outside of that, but at least he's had time off. Time off, and you know, some people like won't even take time off. Well, you know and, I mean? and they they lose the time off. Yeah. You know, as Casey said, and you know, initially, obviously, there's some people who, they, if if you're self-employed, you're running your own restaurant or whatever, you you know, you you you'll take a hit when you take time off. You sort of yeah. build that into your schedule and and the, you know, setting money aside. But besides that, it, it it is bad not to take time to recharge. You need it, and you can lose sight of that. But I wonder if there are those people that would literally go, well, I don't know what I'd do if I... You're kind of like what do you do? here. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know what I'd do if I took any time off. And like, I, I don't even want to stop to think about what I would do. And it seems scary to him. Like, yeah. if, if I don't have a structure, it's like, you, I can kill time. I can do things, hobby stuff or whatever, and I can be by myself and kill time. But I know people are not all like that. Uh, here are a couple of texts coming in. This is, I don't take vacations. I'm like Steve, more like uh, taking long weekends. I'm constantly losing PTO. Paid time off. Okay, paid time off because I never take any time off at my job. And I've never taken a week off of work ever. What sucks is if you don't use your PTO. For some people, they can turn that into extra money. Um, but a lot of times you don't get any. You lose it. it. Yeah. Our our time doesn't port from year to year, right? I mean, obviously we've been here for a long time, so we've accrued vacation, but I mean, there, 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 I remember uh, years ago, like part-time jobs would give you paid days off and I I would accrue those. It was pretty wild. Now, if you've, if you're, if you're allowed paid time off, take your time off, take your paid time off or you're wasting money. Physically, mentally. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. even if you don't think you need to do it, you need to recharge. Here's another one that says, I'll be 39 tomorrow, and I've never had more than a long weekend. Never had a vacation. That's, yeah. Wow. That's a stretch. Wow. Uh, let me go. All right, we got Steve who I was trying to get on earlier back on. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? <laughs> good. What's up, man? Not much. Uh, so it's kind of funny. My cousin and I always talk about I never take vacation, and he says, you know, it's funny. I, I work for a company, and we get these things called vacation. <laughs> And I'm like, well, what is that? And so it's a joke between both of us all the time. But, uh, yeah, I, I own a company, 
uh, a private investigative firm, been doing it for 20-some years, and opened up my company probably about 12 years ago. And uh, honestly, I have never taken vacation. My, my wife, my daughters, they, they get upset with me. Mm. Just take a day or two off. Uh, I tried one time. I was constantly looking at my emails. <laughs> I, I started missing uh, cases. Uh, they didn't want to use my company because I wasn't, you know, available. So it's just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't take any vacation. I complete, I completely hear that. Let me ask you: Does, does your 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 family do? Will they go on vacation? They will. Ironically, I just bought a pool membership this summer, and I said, I swear, I'm going to go to the pool. <laughs> and the pool is literally seven minutes down the road from our house. And I went there once oh. and check in emails. I had to leave. Because I was getting rushed cases, uh, like right now I'm following a, a cheating spouse right now, uh, so I'm just. Uh, All right, Steve, I can, well, well how, how do you feel about that though, Steve? I mean, do you as part of you feel like you're missing out on something, or are you happy to keep going at this pace? Um, I am missing out. My my daughters they're 11 months apart. They're Irish twins, so they're um, 15 and 16. They're they're involved in in uh, in soccer for travel. In soccer for high school, uh, honestly, uh, actually, ironically, this weekend we're going to a Hershey Park uh, soccer tournament. Okay, so I might be able to go to Hershey Park for one day and hang out with them, but I, I, my vacation. I completely understand when you're building up your career and all that stuff's coming together. But would it be possible to tail cheating spouses who travel? Would that ah, be cool? Would that well, be a way to? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I, I have one probably next week uh, in Ocean City, Maryland. <laughs> there you go. Schedule yeah, that. Yeah. Get, one, who, get yeah. one who's going to Alcapulco. Call ahead. Yeah. <laughs> right? Then you tie them yeah. both together. <laughs> hey, do That's... me a favor if you could, Steve. If you uh, Just send um, send an email uh, with your, your contact information, uh, if you could, to me. Uh, not that I'm needed personally, but it might be something for the show. No, this is part of the advertising. Specialize in traveling cheaters. Yeah. You know, like you <laughs> Put that out yeah. there. Yeah. You know you're going to draw that kind of business. <laughs> I'll follow them yeah. anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Tropical <laughs> locations preferred. Yeah. yeah. For DM required. Oh, Steve, this yeah. is great there stuff. This is, this, is, this is a whole new business for you. It is. It is. I, I do like it. You know, again, I've been doing it since 1998. Uh, there was a company out in Springfield, Pennsylvania. I'm from Delaware. So there was a company in Springfield, PA, uh, that hired me with no experience. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing it ever since. I've been loving it. Stephen, just a little bit of advice as someone whose uh, kids are now in their 20s. Um, it, if you, I know you have to grow your business and I know you have to make your money, but don't miss these, uh, this time with your kids. You're going to regret it later on, okay? Or, or I know. It, it, yep. it, trust me, it, it, it's, it's more uh, important. Tell your kids. Uh, I, I agree. Or yeah. tail your yeah, children. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Seriously. Thank you, Steve. Uh, you guys have a great day. You guys right. You too. We'll see you later, buddy. Uh, let me see. How about uh, this? Sounds nice. I will go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Good morning, it guys. How good, you doing? Good morning, morning it buddy. What's going on? Uh, let's see. I was uh, born and raised in New York City. I was a chef for thirty years. Never had a vacation. Uh, this coming February is going to be my first vacation. Uh, to Italy, I'm going by myself. Oh. I don't care. And nice. I, just, I just can't wait. That that's all. so. What what yes. made the switch uh, flip in your case, Chris? Where you finally said, "I've had enough. I'm going to travel. And I'm going to, I'm going to travel big." What 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 put you to that point? I left the business. I got out of the food service industry mm. uh, right before the pandemic hit really hard. I was just so burned out mentally and physically. I had enough. All I right. couldn't take it anymore. And uh, now I'm a truck driver. And my company allows me time to take off. 
uh, pretty much any time during the winter time, oh. and that's it. Two weeks, February second, I fly out to Italy. Oh yeah, well, that's all, but you've you've Enjoy. gone the other end. So not only you're taking a vacation, you're traveling by yourself, which presents uh, a whole bunch of issue for a lot of people. But you're just diving in fully. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what? I don't have uh, anybody in my life, no kid in my life, and I figured, why not? Now's the time. If not now, when? When am I going to do it? All right, well, have a great time, man. That's yeah, awesome. Enjoy, Chris. Thanks for uh, joining. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, here's the text. Is, did you guys all vacation as kids? I feel that determines it as an adult. We never did because big family, too much money, uh, still never vacation now. We we did occasionally, depending on what my, you know, my, my, my dad was a classic, you know, uh, veteran of World War II, and he was, you know, getting us the suburban life going. And and there were years we could afford it, and years that we 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 didn't. But yes, traveling with the family was nice. We didn't do it consistently. How about you? We we took a we took a couple of what I would call big vacations. Right, but they were uh, they were always driving. <clears throat> we're gonna drive. We there. drove right. a lot. Yeah, too. so we yeah. we drove. Uh, we, you know, we lived in um, at the time. I think it was in St. Louis, and then we we drove to Washington D.C., which is where your Learjet was stored, of course. <laughs> yeah. And then we took it from there. From there, we went to Palermo. No, but um, we had the Jersey Shore, and like so many people around here, like that is you know it's a driving vacation. Um, you know, like the house that we rented, uh, it was a ground level. There was nothing. Crazy special about it, you know, like uh, they crammed the, you know, the four, three boys in one bedroom, you know what I mean? Like, but we, they, they took us every year. We went to Ocean City and, and that was. So you had a set vacation time. Yeah. You, Kathy? Yeah. I was just going to say, we vacationed a lot. I, that's part of, and what I was going to tell you guys is my whole like activities list and that thing, that comes from my mom. Like, that's one of the biggest memories. She planned out everything? Me- like, doing all of that stuff during fall, during Christmas. Like, it was, you know, it was a big deal. Everything was made a big deal. And so that's what I wanted to do for Jace was to take him and, you know, experience right. this and, and make memories. So that's really where it's stemmed from but same thing with vacations but i didn't even think about this until you said it i don't think we ever got on a plane as a as a full family i remember getting on a plane with my mom but i don't remember the five of us getting on a plane and going somewhere together i don't either i don't think we ever we didn't flew anywhere as a group as a whole family was always driving we were gonna we would drive to florida we We did the florida drive a lot of the driving if it was for work or we had as my dad started to do a a little bit better um you you know my older brother was out of the picture you know he'd left the, the the house and was starting his own family early on but i remember like you know flying out to we were flying out for work my so all of it was tied to work if we were flying or any of those kind of trips. But for the most part, they were road trips to like the Catskills in New York. Yeah. Dirty dancing territory, Kathy. Yeah. That's where I, I got a, another dancer pregnant. And I, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, you got, no, you got her in trouble. That's yeah, yeah, what they yeah. said. Right. <laughs> in trouble. Um, we went to Disney World when I was three. My dad worked for US Air, so I'm pretty sure... That's the only reason we ever got on a plane as a That's family. Cool. Yeah, yeah. But I don't re- I remember like two things about that entire vacation. What are the two things you remember? Uh, I remember this guy had a stuffed uh, a koala puppet. Okay. And yeah. uh, I thought it was real. Uh, and I remember swimming in the baby pool uh, at the hotel. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah, you were itty bitty. Judge my puppy. Here's a uh, here's a text. Listen to this, Kathy. Kathy, you'll uh, you'll kind of okay. uh, uh, identify with this. Is I'm a 58 year old, and I don't go on vacation. I have extreme allergies. 
And I don't know if I can tolerate the smell of the places I would stay. That's, yeah. Oh, for my daughter's wedding, I slept in my car what? because the cleaning supplies smelled so bad in the hotel. Oh, it was man. out past Lancaster, and there are fragrance fragrance free hotels, but they're extremely expensive. I also have food allergies. I honestly can't remember the last time I took vacation. It's been decades. That sucks. I do take time off work, but I stay home. My kids uh, take vacations, and my daughter has been to 49 of the 50 states. Wow, hey, I know somebody crazy. whose uh, wife can't doesn't poop on vacation. When they go away, she just cannot go. Like There's a lot of people that have that when they travel. Really? And, yeah. yeah they, they, I've heard that before. Or they like bring the, a special bag. That's like the first thing I do when I get in a hotel room. Yeah. Let's you let's crap this sucker up. drop a deuce. <laughs> Hell yes. Let's crap this place up. See how it plays. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's usually from travel. Like, yeah. I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready to. Uh, what, let's I, go. You know, I, I, Wait, I'm not. What? Do you. Hang on a second. It's not. Sex isn't the first thing that you do when you get into a hotel room with your wife? No. no what if you're by yourself? <laughs> first, I'm going to spank it, then I'm going to take a dump. Yeah. Hey, back to that woman, though, who has um, allergies and, and stuff like that. Um, I almost, I would say almost every time I go on vacation, when I get back, I get some sort of sickness, whether it's like a cold or, and definitely every time I fly when I'm on an airline, at least prior to That's COVID. prohibitive to a lot of people for travel. Even prior to COVID, people would are just afraid to travel uh, there, there, there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, and my heart goes out to them because, again, I say you've got to do it to recharge. I mean, it doesn't make me not want to travel, but I mean, you know, like, and I think it's part of, like, wearing my immune system down from, you know, just Ugh. drinking and, you know, whatever you do. It's all that stuff. I mean, Kathy, there was a time in my 20s I never returned from a trip without a social disease. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. I guess I'm I'm super lucky and and really grateful. My my dad loves to travel and sort of instilled that in me. And so we were able to take some trips when we were growing up and and went to the American West. And and that's what I love to do. And I've tried to pass it on to my son as well. And and my son flies on his own now. Like he has no fear when it comes to any of that stuff. And and I'm really lucky when it comes to any of that. I'm grateful for it. Um, But I love traveling. I I love getting any place that I can possibly go. Now, Kathy talks about getting sick. Nick, the, the times that you've been injured have almost always been oh. on a vacation break. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes I'm on a, a balancing board in a bike shop. And, <laughs> or at a wedding. Uh, other times I'm at a and wedding. That was work. Dancing. That was, was the work. wedding on a vacation or? Well, it was in New Hampshire. It wasn't okay. so much of a no. wedding as it was All a right. road trip. Uh, right. But no injuries this vacation. You were going okay. to watch the running of the beavers. That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, but man, like when dropping my kid off and watching him have no fear about getting on a plane or going anyplace, like I'm, I'm proud of him and his ability to do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any stories from our time off uh, this last couple weeks? I really don't have much to share. It was very low key. Took I went to nice another national park. I went to uh, Mesa Verde National Park, which is in Southwest Colorado. That's my 26th. So there are 63 national parks, and I got. Uh, so by the end of next month, you should have yeah, one. Should be, I'm, I'm on the way. But and then I also uh, speaking of injuries and and not having one, I. Uh, Hiked a 13er for the first time. Um, which wow. Is really cool. Yeah, so this was in Rocky Mountain National Park, and my girlfriend had never... She gets altitude sickness, and so uh, Andrea and I were able to hike a 13er in, in Rocky Mountain, and that was really cool. So how does she respond? Does she have to take medication or yeah, anything? Okay, yeah, yeah, she does, but she did great. And um, and then Steve and you and you and Preston were able to spend time with your family. My, my dad and mom are in Colorado, and 
Um, we had a nice, nice family reunion. This place called the Grand Lake Lodge in, in Rocky Mountain, and it was just it was awesome. My brother lives in Colorado, and my, I got to see my nephew. So I got time with family as well. It was great. I actually had a great experience traveling. That was one of my big considerations because everyone's been telling horror stories. And and, and uh, prior to COVID, literally down to hours yeah, that's right. before everything shut down, I was set to go visit my dad, who I at that point had not seen in a couple of years. So uh, I was able to go out and see my dad just turned 94, you know. Uh, he had a little bit of a, of a health scare. Turned out he's, you know, he's doing well. But I, I said, I've got to go see him. And so I went out, saw him. And it was great for me because I got to see him. He's doing very well at 94. And Sheila, who's, you know, my basic, for all intents and purposes, my, my stepmother, she's fantastic. Um, they're both doing well. And that was, that to me, being able to do that, travel without the angst, See them and get back did me a world of good. I, I had one travel experience, and that was uh, I ended up on standby for the first time ever. Oh. I've never had that happen. I came in. I was flying back from Florida visiting my mom and sister, and I get to the airport. My flight was canceled. Huh. <sighs> Flat out canceled. Yeah, it sucks, and so right? it was like a, Yeah, it was like a 1030 flight, and, uh, and I got there, fortunately, because we thought traffic was going to be bad, and it wasn't. Uh, I got there two hours ahead of my flight, so I go straight to the desk. They put me, there was another flight at 2.30. They were going to definitely get me on, but they said, there's one at noon. We can put you on standby. And I'm huh. like, I, I've only heard the term standby, and I don't really know what that means. So explain to me. And they did. Essentially, just go and wait. And if they have room, they call your name, and they put did, you on. Did you get any other offers for things that they were going to no, do? No, no, nothing. I, uh-uh. I didn't push it. I wanted yeah. to be nice and just see if they could help me out. So I go, and, and, and I'm waiting. They Essentially, they said, just go sit and wait and see if they call your name. But fortunately, since I was there two hours early, I was the first name on the list. And at noon, I went to the uh, the gate, and I'm hanging out, and the, the plane's about full. In fact, they had asked if anybody wanted to give up their seat because they were overbooked. And I'm like, well, there's no way I'm getting on this flight. Yeah, yeah. They called my name, and I wow. go, oh, didn't do the, um, do you ever listen to the radio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In Philadelphia, I'm yeah. pretty much king. <laughs> uh, Preston, when we flew out uh, a couple Saturdays ago, Saturdays ago, there was a, a flight to Nashville that was canceled. And I was curious as to, and they didn't have any available seats the next day, right? So we flew on Saturday. The flight was that on Saturday was canceled. They also had no available seats on Sunday. So I'm wondering if people would just drive. Yeah, at that Nick, point. my friend. That's exactly that. yeah. what my. It's fr- exactly what my friend did. They could not. They actually were coming home. Okay. They couldn't get home. They have um, four kids. Her parents were with the kids, and she was like, "We can't." wait and they, there was nothing the next day like they, they would have had to have waited like two or three days to get home and they were like forget it there was two couples they got in a car and they drove and home from where to where uh from nashville to new jersey okay. to alaska <laughs> you can't drive to alaska you can't drive to alaska <laughs> no i did that in boston uh our that's flight right was canceled in boston and uh by the time the the next flight was available i'm like we can be home by then so yeah I, uh, yeah and the best part is when we were in Boston, I went to Harvard. I bought a Harvard sweatshirt. That's right. And it literally paid for itself at the airport because as, as I went down to go uh, rent a car, <laughs> the guy that was in front of me in line gave me his special corporate code. And I go, and we were both wearing yellow sneakers. I go, is this because I'm wearing yellow sneakers <laughs> and you're wearing yellow sneakers? He goes, no. He goes, I went to Harvard too. So, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the wow. money that he 
saved you me. You didn't say anything, did you? No. <laughs> no. But the money. Don't you reckon I'm the koala puppet guy? <laughs> the money he saved me in a car rental literally paid for the sweatshirt that I had bought That's the day before. Awesome. Uh, we went to Montauk for uh, our vacation, and we go every year. And you know, back to uh, family tradition, we m- our parents took us as kids to Montauk every single year. We stopped going for years. About eight years ago, we start. My brothers and I were like, we want to take our families back. It's so good we to have that. To go back. Yeah. But I mean, I've literally been going there since I was born and there was something there that I didn't know was there never saw it and had uh for the first time went to it it's called camp hero state park uh and there's a whole like conspiracy theory behind it is this right where the lighthouse is Yes, it's yeah. right. It's it's like in the same. I've you done can, illegal you can, things. Yes, so so like part of it is closed off. It's an old Air Force base, yeah. um, and and there's parts that you can't go to. And it, it, yeah, it was oh, I, so cool to see. They have these bunkers that are cemented off. That they say there's still like computers and uh, you know and different oh. equipment inside of them. Well, that was our first line, you know, during, during the war and everything about uh, you exactly know, for looking for uh, German submarines and things of that nature. Yeah, I got kicked out of that park a couple times. <laughs> yeah, but it was so cool. I I can't believe and I, I kept saying it and everyone was like all right we get it but i was like i cannot believe that i've been coming here my entire life and i didn't know about this and, and didn't go to it that is a I've good thing to, the oh, to that point hey. preston about about take making an annual family vacation is is a wonderful idea it is important it is but hang on a second nick just pulled up this article about that about camp hero and apparently it helped inspire yes. stranger, stranger things, things. yes what? and jace what, the was, government building yeah. oh, you know where they do nice. all the experiments and so do you know on. how telepathic power well, n- well, no. So and the reason we went was because Jace found this Montauk project, which is this conspiracy theory and how it connected to Stranger Things. He's watching, oh. currently watching it. And so he's like, I want to go. And I'm like, OK, we went. And, you know, yeah, he was like, maybe I'll maybe we'll leave and I'll have like some sort of powers. I was like, yeah, maybe. You never know, man. <laughs> well, Kathy's new number is seven. So, uh, yeah. nice. <laughs> uh, wow, I'm going to have to read up on that. That's uh, great. Man. By the way, the the one who will probably have the, the most stories will be Marissa when she returns tomorrow because right before we were leaving, the day before we were leaving vacation, vacation I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, nah, nothing. I have no plans, whatever. Two days later, uh, there's a text from her that says, oh, by the way, hung out with Captain America oh, in New right. Orleans for three hours. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she, saw, she, she apparently <laughs> spent time with Anthony Mackie. For like three hours in yeah. New Orleans. Of course, she was not going anywhere, going anywhere, doing anything. And she ends up hanging out with him in New Orleans. <laughs> okay. All right, whatever, That's man. Funny. Yeah. We'll find out how that happened <laughs> when she gets back. So, uh, nonetheless. But, yeah, I thought it was just interesting to chat about. Uh, Nick had found this article about uh, Tyrus Maxey of, of the Sixers. Uh, never had been on vacation and didn't know what to do <laughs> when one takes time off. Like, literally asked the question, what, what do you do on vacation? Uh, yeah, that was probably me. Years, like you said, Preston, it's probably you years ago. But, yeah. but you've got to learn how to do it because you will run yourself ragged. Yep. All right, so thank you for allowing us to take some time off. But we're back now with things like The Bizarre File, which we will get to when we return. Stay with us. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we do the Bizarre File, real quick, I'm going to throw a butt plug out there, a charity plug for Ah. those of you who may be new to the show. We call that a butt plug. I don't know why, but we do. Um, and I uh, got this email from a great guy that we met when we had our last sorority party at Parks Casino. His name is Matthew Canning, uh, and he is the storeroom manager. So, like, everything, all the stuff, all the things that get ordered uh, for that entire casino complex have to go through him. That's crazy. He's got a busy, big, big job. And um, his um, his son's name is Cole, and Cole has what's called Mitchell Syndrome. And it's another one of these... Really tough to diagnose very uh, uh, anomalous things that that, uh, doctors are working on to try to figure out. And a lot of times these things don't get a lot of financial support. they don't because it's kind of hard to quantify what they are and and, and describe them to people so that they understand. Uh, There's an event coming up. It has to do with, like, uh, cognitive decline. And, like, his son Cole uh, is unable to walk right now. And um, there are a few other problems. So they have an event uh, that's coming up. It's called uh, Walk for Hearing. Uh, and it is Sunday, October 16th. So it's a little bit of a ways off. But that's when that's when these events really start. It gets busy with charity events and walks. Oh, uh, we so, know, yeah. So, so getting registered now is a good time to do that. And uh, registration, it says, starts that day at 9 a.m. But nonetheless... We have a link. I sent it to Nick. He's going to post that. We already have it up on PresidentSteve.com. Yeah, it's on the community page. All right, you can do that there. And um, uh, Matt, and I'm not sure if it's Canning or Caning that you pronounce his last name, but nonetheless, we did meet him there. Uh, he said, uh, hopefully we can get uh, him walking on his own and eating like he did before uh, to get his strength back. And we should know in the next few days whether we're able to bring him home from the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, as an inpatient uh, for physical therapy. So uh, they're working on that, and they, they also have a GoFundMe set up, and there's a Facebook page and, and a Mitchell and Friends Foundation as well. If you want to learn more about Mitchell Syndrome, uh, we ask for you to help out if you can, please. Uh, so that and many other great events and uh, charity organizations are on our um, community page. And there's always some kind of great party going on to help raise funds, so it's a good time. You do a great thing, and uh, everybody wins. A lot of know? times, as you said many times before, uh, the events are occurring at places you'd probably be heading to anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so check it out. And a lot of times, it's like a great bargain. Like, you pay like 30 bucks <laughs> right. or something like that, and then you get, you know, beer and food and all this stuff, and there's uh, auction items and things. So, great stuff going on. Just check our community page uh, when you get the opportunity. There's your butt plug. And here's the bizarre file. No. Bizarre. WMMR. Presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by TMA Bucks. They encourage you to visit Bucks County by leaving the car at home and riding SEPTA Regional Rail. You go to tmabucks.com uh, to check out their Bucks County Public Transit Ride Guide for trip planning assistance. Right, I'm sure you guys at least caught wind of this over the weekend, but... A 911 call made by an air traffic controller suggests that a co-pilot who died after exiting a plane during a mid-flight emergency last week may have jumped out on purpose. Yeah, this story just blew my mind. This is really strange. The body of Charles Hugh Crooks, 23 years old, was recovered last weekend after he plunged from the plane near Raleigh, North Carolina on Friday afternoon. The pilot did not have a parachute when he exited the twin-engine CASA CN212 uh, avio car or avio avio car, uh, sparking questions around whether he had fallen from the plane or jumped. 
a 13-minute recording of a 911 call made by two Federal Aviation Administration employees to the RDU Air Traffic Control Tower during the incident may shine some light on the situation, with the workers suggesting the, uh, the other pilot on the plane reported crooks had jumped. Uh, so it, it said, this is from Raleigh Airport. We have a pilot that was inbound to the field. His co-pilot jumped out of the aircraft. You can hear an employee uh, saying before providing the coordinates of where the incident happened. They say, so they uh, they say he jumped out of the aircraft. His co-pilot jumped out without a parachute, so he might have impacted to the ground. Yeah, uh, he said, definitely. I guess, he, he said, I guess at this point in time, we can all we can really do is a recovery. Uh, the dispatcher said, yeah, I know. I, I don't. He said, uh, I've, I've never dealt with anything like this before. He said, I mean, I'm sure that this pilot's going to be shaken up. I have no idea. He literally just said, my pilot just jumped out. Quick question. Was there was there reportedly trouble with landing gear on this? There was. Yeah. Okay. So there was no indication as to why crooks may have jumped. And an investigation exactly what happened remains ongoing. The plane had told air traffic, traffic control that there was an issue with the landing gear. And he had asked to make an emergency landing at Raleigh-Durham International Airport. And they were about to land the plane. or the, I'm sorry, they were able to land the plane on a grassy area of the airport. In video, the plane can be seen appearing to skid off the runway and spin in a partial circle before coming to a stop. The plane sustained substantial damage to its landing gear and fuselage. But a number of agencies assisted in the searching for crooks. And his body was later discovered in a neighborhood after a resident flagged down an officer saying he had heard a noise behind their property. Jeez. So, well, and the other pilot, like, was okay. Yes. Oh, they, they, like, he landed and he survived. He's so fine. There, there had been conjecture that perhaps this pilot was look trying to look out at their landing gear. Is anything on that? Is that? Maybe. Have you heard anything like that? No. It's so well, freaking weird. So they're going to investigate it and we'll report more yeah. when we do find out. If you are traveling this year, wait till it lands yeah. before you leave the, yeah. the aircraft. Uh, a Utah man was arrested Saturday after authorities say he stole an excavator from a construction site and drove it a mile to a grocery store in Salt Lake City where he used the machine machinery to rip up the parking lot. God. <laughs> Police began investigating after receiving calls about a man randomly digging a grass strip and sidewalk outside of Smith's grocery store. Video and photo share the department uh, by the department. That's what I get to do. Showed a freshly dug muddy trench in the store's parking lot. Police said the suspect caused significant damage after hitting a water pipe and ripping out fiber optics utility lines that were recently installed. He didn't call eight one one. No, he before. no. There were lines before you dig. You, you dig. always call eight one one. So uh, no, was there a vendetta? Was he pissed off? These oh, they people? don't know anything. All right. Utility crews determined that there was no gas leak, and they were assessing the extent of the damage the suspect had. Hopped onto the excavator, which had been left running while at a job site. Oh. Uh, construction crew... A crime of opportunity. Members followed the suspect to the grocery store where he commenced the destruction. It was unclear why he allegedly stole the heavy machinery. Because it was there. A group of witnesses stopped the suspect from leaving the store until officers arrived. Uh, he was taken into custody without incident. It was expected to be booked into the county jail on charges of felony theft and felony criminal mischief. There were no injuries reported. But, and not calling before you dig. But what the hell? He did it. Uh, this is a terrible story, man. Four people riding in a golf cart were killed, including two juveniles, when an allegedly intoxicated man driving an SUV ran a stop sign at an intersection in southeast Texas. Miguel Espinoza has been charged with four counts of intoxication manslaughter in the crash, which happened Saturday in Galveston. Uh, he's being held on $400,000 bond. After the SUV failed to stop, it struck a pickup truck, 
which then crashed into the golf cart that had six people aboard. Uh, the golf cart and pickup were traveling in opposite directions through the intersection on the street that did not have a stop sign. Police said the adult driver of the golf cart was pronounced dead at the scene. The woman and two juveniles in the golf cart were taken to the hospital. They died there. Uh, the two other passengers, an adult and the juvenile, were hospitalized Sunday in critical condition. So, so they're just using the, the golf cart for transportation. They weren't yeah. in a golf course. No, no. This is a like a resort. Oh, town. oh, okay. And yeah, so I wasn't even thinking that. If you go to the Jersey Shore, there's golf carts right. riding around. Jeez. If they're if they're legally, you know, yeah. if, if they meet the qualifications, you can take them out on the road on certain um, uh, speed limited streets. Uh, and that must have been just uh, so. I mean, and there's you know there's very little protection. Right, it's, it's a golf cart. You know, it's you don't have doors and things like that that are uh, protecting you. So pretty messed up. Uh, this was Kathy had this in the news earlier, but I thought this was uh, worth repeating in the bizarre file. Six people were injured Saturday Sunday when a large tree fell on a group having a class reunion party in Fairmount Park, and then another tree fell hours later. The incident happened about twelve twenty p.m. near the Man Center. Uh, six people were injured, were between 66 and 67 years old. The group is celebrating the reunion for the West Philadelphia High School class 1972. Uh, according to uh, Florence Haggins, uh, she said, Every man ran across this part to go pick the heavy tree branches together to get them off the classmates. While people worked to pull the heavy branches off of those who were struck, police arrived at the scene within minutes. The victims were taken to area hospitals. They were all being treated for various injuries. All six were listed in stable condition. I'm amazed no one died from this. I I, I wonder how the tree came down if they started to hear it uh, you know, creak and then it, it came down. Well, they a, definitely heard it. They heard yeah. it crack. So Action News reached out uh, to Philadelphia Parks and Recreation and they issued a statement that said, uh, that arborist responded to the assess the site and condition of the fallen tree. The tree was identified as an approximately 90-year-old white oak and had been cleared from the scene. Then just hours later, a second tree came crashing down 100 feet away, also in that same area where a class of 1982 was having a gathering. Do not hold your gatherings in the park. Yes, don't have a <laughs> class reunion at Fairmount Park. Yes, the trees don't like it. No injuries were reported in that particular incident. So, yeah, uh, it's... Uh, I'm curious. I, I'm assuming the tree had. Well, we were talking about zombie zombie trees, trees where it looks like it might be viable from the outside, but it's rotted yeah. inside. Yep. All right, and there you go. That is the bizarre file today, friend. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Don't forget. A little bit later on, we are going to have uh, driver Kyle Petty. He's got a book out, which is called Swerve or Die. We'll spend some time with him and get in some other things when we return. Stay where you are, my friend. Hey, Philly, come socialize with us. Follow 933WMMR on Twitter and Instagram. Or be our friend on Facebook. See photos, videos, and random behind-the-scenes stuff. Some stuff you don't want to see. Plus, it's completely safe for work. If you work here, that is. I just, uh, I know we were going to talk about something else, but I just thought of something. Uh, Rochelle just texted me. Uh, Today is uh, our oldest son, uh, Parker's 22nd birthday today, which is just mind-blowing. Uh, that he's 22, and I was realizing something yesterday while thinking about his birthday. I was kind of doing the math in my head uh, because Carter, uh, my youngest son, is 20 years old, and I realized it was about 20 years ago, like around this time, like this week, that uh, last time I ever smoked a cigarette. Really? Yeah. 20 years ago, I quit smoking cigarettes. And that made you horny? And therefore, you we had another. <laughs> then we had Caroline. Yeah. Uh, no, I realized that uh, because we were still smoking, both Rochelle and I, not while she was pregnant, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. And then uh, after 
Carter was born, she's like, okay, we need to quit for good. Yeah. So she was the one. And she she had already quit, and I, I hung on for a little bit longer, and I'm like, this is dumb. I can't be doing this. And so I quit 20 yeah. years ago. And your wow. way of quitting has since been adopted oh. by the American Medical Association. <laughs> <laughs> and explain what you did. I went on a binge-drinking bender. <laughs> For about 10 days straight. And listen, oh it worked. It worked. It Don't worked. tell me. I took and I, knock it. I took the. And um, you said you virtually never swerved while you were driving. This was oh my, my God. This was my own system. I did this. I realized I, I wanted to take my weakest moment when right. it came to cigarettes. And break. That's smart. And I wanted to break myself of that uh, compulsion to smoke during my weakest moments because I was like a half a pack a day smoker. But. If I was drinking, I'd go through a uh, pack of cigarettes in two hours. Mm. I mean, just so that was that was your procedure that made you feel you couldn't do one without the other. Well, that's smart. So I'm like, okay, what I need to do is I need to learn how to drink and not smoke. That's that's and then then I said the rest of it will be easy. And so and I decided my method was now I'm not just going to drink beer every night. I'm going to drink something different every night. Uh, Crippling. Oh yeah. Blitzing. So I drank beer one night. I drank tequila. You know, <laughs> All right. I night. need to pass I drank out. Another night. I drank How many vodka days? Another night. I did like ten. <laughs> you're, like a, you're like a you're like a living over a week for sure. You were a living George Thorogood song. Yeah. Um, was a question. Uh, sorry, no, it wasn't fun. No, no. It was it was hard okay. to not smoke. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had to sit there and force myself, no matter how much you want to smoke, don't smoke. So you were an emotional drunk at this point? Uh, probably. And you were coming to work. I was coming to work, and I had two young children in the house. I had a baby. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing this for you. Did your wife know what you were doing? baby and a kid that wasn't, wasn't quite two years old. <laughs> so what you did, though, there's a there's a commercial for this. Is it Golo or I don't know what it is, but it's or it's a it's a um, weight loss thing that apparently I think it basically does what you oh. do. It modifies your your lifestyle in that. Well, if you snack doing this, right. then don't do that. And I yeah. think that's what it is. I'm not exactly sure, but that's it worked. I think that's a uh, twenty I, years later. I haven't been able to 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 take this method and use it with something <laughs> else, like some kind of vice that you have Corn. or something yeah. you want to take. Yeah, <laughs> like that, that, that's just crazy talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy how would talk. you do that? I mean, like it has to, one one has one thing has to come with it. You only have two hands. Well, yeah, right, right. <laughs> how are you yes. gonna get the oh cap God. off? Yes, try doing it just using your elbows. Right, right, right. right. You, you can't. Know, you can't. This is too hard. I'm not going to do yeah. this anymore. Literally. <laughs> I had trouble reaching with my forearm. Wow. But two decades, I haven't had a cigarette. That's amazing. Well, yeah. I got to tell you, I smoked one last night. You're missing it, man. Oh. It's it's amazing. Oh, you went to a fish show. It is so great. Uh, and, and you look so cool doing it, too. So, kids, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. oh my you God. might want to start smoking again. So, is it is it you reserved that one time for... I just smoked one last night. Um, I, and, by the way, uh, hello to listener Tim. Um, I decided last night to just go as close to the stage as I possibly could. So I ended up uh, <laughs> just sort of walking over people's towels and blankets, and I found a little spot. I ended up, you guys remember Reese, who we used to work with here? Yes, yes. yeah, yeah absolutely. His, his sister, India, had recognized me, so I ended up hanging with her and her, uh, I guess, either boyfriend or husband, Keith. And then I looked over, I saw this guy wearing a uh, WMMR shirt, so I went over and I talked to him. Right. 
And uh, he's a retired uh, Air Force guy. And uh, and so I ended up bumming a smoke from him. It was awesome. It was a great cigarette. One of the best ones I've ever had in my life. <laughs> really? What made it so awesome? It was a menthol. I haven't had a menthol in, like, forever. Yeah. Let okay. me ask you, do you... Uh, do you st- Still have Marlboro points that you never. Oh my God! <laughs> the miles, dude, right? Dude, because funniest... that, that used to, I remember you smoked Marlboro. Did you yeah, not? Marlboro, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. funniest and like most ironic thing about that, Steve, because I had when I started smoking, I was younger, and and the Marlboro miles, right, right. It was it was sort of the impetus. If you're going to pick a brand, they they gave you you had a catalog, and you know, it's I mean, it's essentially like going to Dave and Buster's, and and you have all these these <laughs> tickets, right? And the tickets will get you an eraser, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. So you basically have to smoke a million pack of cigarettes in order to get a a jean jacket but like the ironic part is like the coolest stuff they had are things that like smokers don't want to do smokers don't want to go freaking kayaking (laughs) right Right. god i remember uh for a little while they did make um ultralights they made uh they can't uh, call them lights by the way anymore they they made uh they have marble was it just a paper and the reason i don't i i remember this is because at the time uh cecily tynan She's like, we need to really get you exercising. You got to get out and, you know, and, and do this stuff. And I go, Cecily, the most healthy thing I've done for myself is switch to ultralight cigarettes. <laughs> is there a way to see? Did you have an account that you could log on to and see? No. Your miles? Yeah. No, uh, no. You, it no, was literally just... uh, cardboard. Yep. Like, it was, you know, as oh, analog as you right. could possibly get. So right. you you would have a bag or a box. God. Oh, that's full. right. It would have predated. Oh, yeah, my yeah, wife's. Yeah. Aunt had so much useless crap from those. <laughs> she collected those from everybody. Like she would go over and and, and take your miles. Right. She'd ask first. Okay. But, uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm never gonna do but anything. With everything this. had Marlboro on it, did it not? Oh yeah, it was all swag. It was all branded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, but uh, <laughs> anyway, listen to. I, I know we were going to do something else, but this might be a natural segue to go into Casey's story. If you don't right. mind, no. Um, so Casey's story. <laughs> no, it's about you. You, you uh, on the you beach went to the concert oh. and. Uh, didn't you run into somebody who had never been to a concert before or something I was like with, that? No, I actually, it was my nephew. My nephew is 20 years old. He's basically the same age as your youngest son, yeah, uh, Carter. Carter. And so I, I took him. It was my 60th fish concert I had ever been to. Which is, 60th. It's a maybe Jesus overkill. Christ. Well, that deserves a cigarette. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't have one that Everybody night. Everybody smoke okay. I didn't have one that night. Um, but it was his, and I, and I forgot to ask him what his first concert ever was. It was his only his second concert of his entire life. At 20? At 20. I mean, You, listen, you usually knock still, off a few concerts by the time you hit 20. No doubt. And he goes, yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, concerts aren't my thing, is what he said. And I was like, ah. I like dad bod. I I don't know. Like, I went and saw my first concert. I was probably 10 years old. Dad bods? Is that what you're saying? I'm sorry. Yeah, I just had to make sure I heard that right. You were probably ten years old. Your first concert. My first concert. It was in a. Cool, it was a cool one. It was uh, Huey Lewis in the News. That is but, cool. Uh, yeah. Where I, was it? You remember? Uh, Spectrum. Yeah. Okay. That was yeah. my first concert ever. It was also at the Spectrum. Eric Clapton. Great oh, show. I thought it was Huey Lewis in the News. No. Yeah. You know what? Uh, side note: Never seen Huey Lewis, and I would really like to. It me was too. awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, he's out there right now. <laughs> Huey. When I, Huey, come on. <laughs> You know, but it did, you know when he was saying that, it just dawned on me like there are like adults out there, like full blown, that have never been to a concert. Oh, we just, just talked about the vacation thing. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. part and parcel of yeah, that. True. It's, it's the same sort of thing. But Kathy, you're are you induct? Are you bringing 
your son into his first concert yes. experience? Yes, well, he actually uh, requested it. He asked, and mm. I looked up. Huey the band. Lewis. <laughs> I looked up the band, and sure enough, they are going to be here uh, next week. And so, yeah, he's going to go to his first concert ever, which I believe was the same first concert that. Ben had right. It's Imagine Dragons. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, I like uh, I like Imagine Dragons. I don't love them, but I, I find I like them. And uh, so yeah, I took Ben to see them at the Wells Fargo Center uh, three or four years ago, and it was a great show. So I'm sure Jay, it, they're it's an all ages kind of a show, and um, uh, so I'm sure Jace is going to have a great time. All right. So do we want to hear from people who are maybe in their do you want to say mid twenties? At least, at least, who had an adult. never been to a concert, yeah. in their lives, Ooh. and and why two one five two six three WMMR could obviously be financial because God knows it um, used to be concerts are insanely expensive now. It used to be very affordable. I was watching the Woodstock documentary, you oh, know, uh, yeah. the, the the Academy Award winning original film, and uh, <laughs> you look at the ticket price for that. What was it? It, it was like. Eight bucks, like, like, like. Oh, it, for the original, yeah, the original, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. Because there's a documentary about that right now on Netflix. I know, yes, yes. which is excellent. Uh, but I mean, insane. You know, you're, when you're talking, oh yeah, even hundreds of dollars for a basic ticket, or what was Springsteen fifteen hundred or five grand, or what was it? Then? Something like that. I remember uh, when you two came back in town for the uh, the Joshua Tree thirtieth uh, reunion, and I have my original ticket. Yeah. It was under $20. It was under $20. And how much were the tickets for the link? Oh, dude. Like hundreds, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like $500. Yeah. $500. Could you imagine <laughs> if you were a kid waiting in line outside like the Suncoast video or wherever you got your tickets from yeah. or the upstairs of Boscov's, you, <laughs> and you... I'm going to go I'm going to go see Huey Lewis in the news. 500 bucks a ticket. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, my first concert, my first real concert, and we're not just going to tell first yeah. concert stories. I want to hear from people who uh, you know have never been before, but uh, I consider it my first concert, but it was uh, Beatlemania. Uh-huh. Okay, so it was more of a show. That's a show. But it felt like a concert to me because so I was you- only in sixth grade. What was your first concert concert? Rush. Oh, wow. Uh, and it was... Is that uh, the one where Neil Peart No, 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 no. Okay. That, was, that was the... Uh, he saw me smoking weed. That was at uh, the Grace Under Pressure Tour. Okay. My first concert was the Signals, Rush Signals Tour. And so it was wonderful. How I old? Couldn't... Um, that came out in 1984, maybe? No. Maybe uh, may, that had had yeah because I ended up going to see Van Halen in 1984 as well. 82, 82. That makes sense. Yeah, My there, first, yeah, 82, and I I could not believe it was it was eye opening for many reasons. It was life changing, right? Because everybody was smoking weed, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody was doing anything about it. Do you remember where you? I saw mean, them? bong hits the whole <laughs> thing. Bon- oh my god! Passing bongs That's to each other to their mothers. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> And when the concert would end, and all those older people know this, when the concert would end and the house lights would come on, there was a... Uh, there was a cumulus cloud yeah. uh-huh. in in the building that uh, that you could clearly see. So was wow. that October 12, 1982 at the Checker Dome? At the Checker Dome! Wow. wow. We found their old schedule. Oh, yeah. my God. Rush, Rush has all of their tour dates on, on their yeah. website. That's cool. Wow. So there was a guy, we, lo- we lost the call, mm. and it makes sense, though. He had, uh, he, he's an adult. He went to a concert and left, like, immediately because of the crowd, like so, so I, you know what, I do get that now. Um, some people they may love music and they may love the sound of live music, but the crowd freaks them out. Like, I, 
okay, I I never really thought of that before. Okay, so so just that mass of people, mm-hmm. or, or, or maybe, maybe the tight like yeah, at a two live crew concert. <laughs> yeah, I I have to tell you, man, that like at. Uh, you're not going to like hearing this, Casey, but uh, but the, the fish concerts, the, fish concerts yeah. the fans are a bit of a turnoff to me. Yeah. Same thing happened with the dead. I went to that, and I'm like, okay, I, this is all right. Yeah, trippy. they're a great band. Yeah, but they are not. <laughs> they're not your deities. You know what I mean? Well, maybe you think they are. Yeah, but there were people that literally, like, on the ground. I went to a dead show in in this uh, a break, and this girl was down in almost like a prayer position and yeah. refused to move until the band came back out. I'm like, okie dokie. She might have been on some Maybe. Sort of substance. All right, hang on. I have uh, Greg here, 30 years old, never been to a concert. Hey, Greg, good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Gagzoops. Gagzoops to you. All right, so, Greg, 30, never been to a concert. May I ask why? I just never had, never had the opportunity, I guess, or never had the interest. But my first concert was supposed to be the Foo Fighters, and, yeah, all that happened. Taylor died, yeah, because we were supposed to go to that as well. It was two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I ended up going to Bill Burns, which was a nice alternative, but, you know. Yeah, that's that's cool. Definitely unfortunate. Wait, who did you go see? Bill Bill Burr. Oh, I said Bill Burns. That's what I heard. Yeah, our sales. And I was like, is he giving a symposium on I'm not radio? very comfortable in situations Ooh, like this? <laughs> he's, he's, I don't know why they called me. I a, don't have a particularly good singing voice. Bill Burns is uh, one of our head sales managers. That's on a good show. I mean, he, you know. He's great. Who wouldn't want to see him up I'd like stage. to bring up Trisha Long. <laughs> He's going to play the cello for you now. Wow. And then that's Matt Kelper on the zither. <laughs> uh, Greg, what were you going to say? I just wanted to say hey to my friend Gene at work. He's off for a month. So, uh, okay, Gene. Okay. That's my friend. <clears throat> He's off for a month? <laughs> yeah, we had a baby, so it's uh, oh, Okay, oh. nice. But wait a minute. So you went yeah. to Bill Burr. That's not really a concert. That's a comedy show. A lot yeah, of people well, call it a comedy the, concert. Yeah. Whatever the ticket thing was, you know, you get your money back, so you're able to yeah, but it's, do something I, different. I, I gotta say completely di- different. I yeah. got to say way different than a concert. Um, oh, absolutely, but yeah. better than nothing. No, no, no. <laughs> I, hey, I'm yeah, not no. besmirching you because... You went to see Bill Burr. Why are you but I smirching still, all over? I still, <laughs> guys smirching all over me. I still don't think that's a concert. I, yeah. th- I still think you got to oh, get no, to a concert. Yeah. All right, no, I'll still make it to one eventually. You right. BS. Uh, I'm Thanks, we'll hold you to it. Yep. Uh, let me go to. Let's go to Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Hi. Hi. What's up, Jordan? So I am currently 22 and have never been to a concert in my life. Any desire? Have there been bands or musical artists that you've wanted to go and just have never been able to pull it together? So, uh, growing up, I had kind of a stricter parents, and I was never really allowed out of their eyesight. Ugh. And uh, the bands and stuff that I liked, they didn't really like, so I never got the chance to go. That sucks. I've heard stories like that mm-hmm. uh, where, where you'll just, you have sort of an oppressive situation growing up and you're not allowed to do that. So who, what, what band, what musical artist are you just dying to see? My, um, my boyfriend, who's a couple years older than me, wants my first concert to be a Slipknot concert. A Slipknot oh. concert. Oh, you'll see nice. Kathy there. Yeah, he's, yeah. Breaking you, he's breaking <laughs> you in easy. <laughs> wow. All right. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. That'll be a spectacle for sure. Yeah. You know um, it's wild when you go when you go to see a band in concert the, that first time. Now I I saw the band America, 
which is a great band, yeah. you know, from years ago. I saw them at, it, it was a concert. It was theater in the round. You guys had the Valley Forge Center here, and in, on Long Island, we had the Westbury Music Fair. Same owner, same deal, revolving stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember <clears throat> being like, oh, my God. Those are the guys on the album cover. <laughs> yeah. And uh, d- they, they're playing music that's on the album. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and There's it was just amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, um, we did take our kids uh, to concerts, but they don't really, they haven't shown any desire now to go to shows except for uh, Caroline. But but Parker and Carter, I think. Is that going away? We Is wanted it? to take them somewhere like a, like an easy show, like a break them in. So like bon, bon Jovi. Bon Jovi's perfect. Bon Jovi. Yeah. Um, I forgot what, that was Parker's, I forgot what Carter's was. Uh, Caroline went to, like, One Direction, uh, at the link. You saw, it took them all to see McCartney, though, right? Yes. We okay. eventually did, the, like, we all love the Beatles, so that was an easy one. Did that they, was like, we all have to go to this. Did and they we express any desire now, Preston? Uh, Not really. Uh, uh, Caroline, when she was big into 21 Pilots, wanted to go to yeah. that, so she did go to that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't, no, I think, I mean, concerts are still, yeah. uh, big, and, and, um, yeah, I just, uh, me personally, my desires kind of waned a little bit on it. Uh, yeah, I think it depends I, on the venue for me. Yeah, it, I, it is I, I like more too, intimate. Yeah, oh, God. So I mean, expensive. I, I was thinking about those Bruce tickets uh, over break, and I was like, you know what? I, I love working Bruce. man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're working man out there, keeping the price under $5,000. There's <laughs> not enough of this scraping by. When are you going to get to the show? You and the missus have a wonderful night for under $11,000. I mean, we're lucky we have access to buy tickets like that. Yeah. You know, occasionally we were able to go to shows for free, but uh, not Bruce. And, um, yeah, I mean. No, you're going to end up paying, yeah. Uh, by the way, somebody texted in, and I forgot about this. Yeah, Music Fest is happening uh, in Bethlehem this weekend. Oh, who's playing? Jesus was born. So that's it. It is. Uh, that's a that's a good opportunity. That's one of those festivals where there's just a thousand bands playing. And to be honest, I'm totally down with stuff like that. Where you can like, I love our our concert, the the RBQ. It's it's like a Whitman sampler. Yeah. That's fun. And then again, the, to me, the venue is very much a determining factor. A big reason that I don't go anymore is well, besides our hours that we work, yeah. and that kind of limits to just the weekends. But obviously, the damage that I've done to my hearing over the right. years, because going to a concert and having to wear earplugs is kind of a drag. Uh, it's just you just don't get the full thing, you know. And I feel kind of I'd, I'd rather watch a, Could a you concert wear a film, thick wig over your mm-hmm. like. Uh, some, and, and that yeah. would just lightly muffle things. No, I mean I, I I will get some out of it, but it's just like mm. you don't want to damage it more. A, yeah, yeah. Let me go to Sean. Hey, Sean. Good morning. Morning, it, Presbyterian. Morning, it, buddy. <laughs> what is up? Ah, uh, man. Well, I'll tell you what. I've never. I'm 56. I've never been to a concert in my life. I was supposed to go to my first one. I won tickets to the MMRBQ. Yeah. From you guys, and I wound up getting COVID. Ah, oh, dude. Yep. And this was yep. going to be your first show. That sucks. Are you? Are you... Be my first show. Yep. And but you're better now, right? What's that? You're better now, right? So head on over. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. fine now. Well, <laughs> I'm still going on. I've been invited to other concerts like uh, U2 and stuff like that back in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. And I never went to them. I wish I would have. What's, but, your, uh, what's your reasoning? Why, why, did you, why have you said no all these years? I, I don't like loud really loud music i can't say i don't like crowds and uh, my cousin had gone to a this cured me my cousin went to a tool concert one time yeah and said and people were just throwing up on him and people were <laughs> sick and passing out yeah. so i was like nah man that's not my thing. that I, really I, I, does bring down the concert experience when you're being vomited on mm. yeah yeah so yeah i just i 
never I never got the chance to go to one. Never really wanted to, but oh well, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Right, well, you, you'll you'll get there. We'll we'll get you to the next MM barbecue, buddy. Love it, man. Thanks a lot, Fresbo. All right, John. <laughs> See you later, buddy. Uh, speaking of uh, puking at concerts and stuff like that, Steve, I, I went to Dave Matthews a few weeks ago, and I was uh, shockingly surprised at how old the audience had become. And, yeah. you know, I'm 47. Right. Casey, you're 47. I don't know if you saw this at Fish recently as well, but I used to be a little wary of Dave Matthews band shows because of the party atmosphere and, and people getting way too hammered and not knowing how to control it. And listen, I've been that person. You know, I've that done was the GMB sh- thing, right? It, it I mean, really you, was. You, you were dealing with a lot of puking and, and inebriation. And they've been partying and, and touring since yeah. the early 90s. And so people have sort of grown up with that. But walking into that show in Camden, I was like... Oh, I guess we've all aged a little uh-huh. bit, you know? Yeah. And it was like, I'm yeah. to see Dave Matthews. Ready for a night of partying. I took the tennis balls off my walker. <laughs> uh, no, I remember when I started to notice that, too. Yeah. I was like, oh. oh I was cool Jesus with that, though. Christ. What the hell's going on here? Some sort of disease. Everybody still likes to, you know, let loose for a little bit. You know, you get older and you get these responsibilities and you become more responsible. But for one night, yeah. for one night, you're like, you know what? I'm going to act like a child. I'm going to act like a kid again. Well, as long as smoke a cigarette. Yeah, I'm going to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> if it's a weekend night, I'm okay with that. But, man, yeah. if they, they match night, yeah, on a Monday. I'm I've got to get up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Nope. Oddly enough, that's the way it is. But. Yeah, uh, that's pretty wild that the guy had never been to a show before. Yeah, and I got to tell you, like, so I went to the two shows here at the Man and then three down the beach. Uh, there are a, a, a lot of WMMR fans that go to these fish shows. So We love uh, it. Hi to Bob. I ran into Bob last night when I was uh, walking through the crowd. Uh, Tim, uh, also, let me th- see if I can remember all these names. Like, there was a Denise who was celebrating her 100th show. I met her on Friday night. Uh, Kate, like, dude, they, oh, and then I met this woman oh. named Ellen. Okay. I've Ellen, never heard that name. Ellen played Ruby Sue in Christmas Vacation. Wow. Cousin Eddie's daughter. Yeah. And she is a fan of the show. And I met her on Saturday Whoa. night. Wait, oh, the wait. one who was having the, looking out the... Looking out the window. Out the window. And she said, crapping bricks. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and he goes, oh, we don't use uh, words like that. And she, oh, you met sorry. her? Crapping stones, yeah. Where, where does she live? Like in and around the area. Then, we're gonna. Well, I told her. I know. Uh, her name is Ellen Latson, and I met her, and I have my oh. picture taken with her. She was also the daughter from Fatal Attraction. <laughs> she goes, yeah. Uh, she's uh, my bunny was the one that was killed in Fatal Attraction. Uh, so we're gonna get her on, uh, and I want to do it closer to Christmas because Christmas vacation. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, and she's and a fish fan. She's a fit. Yeah, she went. And, I guess she was at her like. 90th show oh, or something like that. God. You've seen 60. I've seen 60. What, which... what, what band have you seen the most, Preston? Um, what, is it Rush? It's Rush or U2. Yeah. It might be an even split because there's a stretch arrow. I was going every time a tour came around, I, I would go to a show. Mm-hmm. And I missed very few. I saw I saw Beethoven a lot. Okay. Yeah, 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 back, in the, yeah. back in the day. <laughs> when he could still hear. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but But nowhere near... Uh, Casey level uh, yeah. with uh, with super fandom. Um, I don't think I could do that. I no. think that would kind of, and I only speak for myself, yeah. but I think it would kind of plays out. Yeah, we kind of. I'd lose the excitement. It's a culture thing, though, right? Yeah. You, you're, it's it's as much the audience and the experience as it is the music at a fish concert, correct? Well, no, I would say music first. I mean, here's the deal: like every single show is different, right? Right. Uh, so I'm at 62 <laughs> now. Oh. Every single show is different, and when I started seeing them in '95, I. I 
I don't even know how, like, they they have written so much new music in the last 30 years or 20 years. or I can't, I can't do math. Only 22 plus 5, 27 years. That, like, you know, the, the concert in 95 was completely different than what I saw, you know, over the weekend. And then also, the, there's a freedom, right? When you go see them that much, there's, like, a freedom that, like, I, I felt last it's night. It's freedom fish. That I, I you know, I was Turn a, it up. I, I've seen them so many times that, like, I, I, you know, I walked around the entire concert grounds, and I just, like... That's great. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I love I it, and it, I'm going to continue to go. I think it I, sounds like yeah. a lot of... There's no... Nobody... No band that I follow or that, that has that kind of experience. I mean, that's that's usually kind of the thing you'll experience it with jam, quote-unquote, right. jam bands. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yep. Yep, they'll go into the... Not 21 Pilots. They'll make it something new yeah. every time. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, like, for example, Dave Matthews Band, they used to come, like, three or four times in the summer, and then two yeah. or three times in the in the fall or winter, and so I was in the fan club and would go every time. <laughs> I'm debating right now, like this week, whether or not to go see them at the Gorge outside of Seattle. You should. I think so, too. Um, I was supposed to see them fish in 2020, and then this COVID thing happened. Yeah, the Gorge is this really cool, legendary venue that I've never been to before. And is it Melvin George? Uh, no. no, it's in, I believe, a town called George Washington. Okay. Uh, wait a minute. Yeah. Mm. George, the name of the town is George George. Is George. Yeah. It's after the wrestler. But, but Gorge. The, uh, the, yeah. The, it's like Gorge, like a, a canyon. And, yeah. uh, and so the, the concert venue has this amazing backdrop, and Dave Matthews Band has, has done a few I shows just, there. I thought for some reason, I thought I remembered a venue that was... <clears throat> Spelled one name but way, but you're thinking of the badge, another the which badge. is uh, uh-huh. I saw Millie Vanilli. It was supposed to be vague. The badge. <laughs> the badge. You saw Millie Vanilli at the badge. Yeah, it's incredible. Deep, deep moist can, yeah. <laughs> a lot of moss. <laughs> uh, but Steve, here's the this, here's another reason for you not to come to this weekend at, at the Gorge. We're going to be staying on a bus. For three days. Uh, what? And, yeah, yeah. My, my, uh, I just have. I'd, 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 what I'd do is I would ho- pull the pin out of a hand grenade, <laughs> hold it, and then wait till I fell asleep to release it and die. Well, there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's only camping really around. Yeah, and apparently it's a really nice bus. I haven't been on it yet. But, oh, uh, that makes it Yeah, my, my cousin's <laughs> husband bought it from Dolly Parton, I guess, years ago. And oh, so, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he drives it up from L.A., and I'm going to fly into Seattle if this all works out and go see Dave Matthews Band at the Gorge. You're going to be sleeping in uh, Dolly's former bedroom? I think so. Yeah. Well, I probably don't get I get, like, the crew... Right. I don't. I don't think yeah. I get Dolly's bed. Uh, so to that, Nick, have you seen Dave yes. or Pearl Jam? Uh, Dave the most because Pearl Jam went for a stretch without the without touring a, to- okay. a whole lot too. So you know, Dave Matthews would be like three times in the summer, or two two times in the fall. So yeah, yeah I've seen them like sixty four, sixty five times, something like that. Okay, and it's it's a wow. different show every time. Yeah, I mean it's nuts. It's a crazy way to spend a lot of money, but it's fun. Uh, Ellen, by the way, uh, Ruby Sue from Christmas Vacation says thanks for the shout out. Oh, you guys have phone numbers? Yeah. You got oh, digits? We're, we're buddies now. And she just texted in just yeah. now? Oh, well, that's cool. You want to call in right now? No, no, no. Let's, uh, the yeah, we were going to wait for Christmas time. You sounded like Dr. Mike kind of yelled at Christmas. I met Ruby Sue. Um, let me go to Ed, who's been on hold for a long time. Ed, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, dude. What's up? So, I didn't fall into the category you were talking about, but I just wanted to comment. I'm in my late 50s. I've seen a ton of concerts. But for the people that have never gone to a show and see a band perform live, like, you could be so into music, but if you never see it live, it just it's just so much different. Like, I saw bands that I was, they were, like, so-so to me. But once you see them perform and you get that connection, that, that energy from a concert, it, it just, it's just a totally 
know. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, there's something to add, and I, and I go back to when I was a kid and then full-grown adult having the similar experience. I remember, you know, seeing that first concert, Rush, or maybe a band that I really loved like you 2 and going, oh, my God, they're right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, they're It blows right your mind. There. And then when I took my kids to see Paul McCartney and he came out and he opened with eight days a week, I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, he's right there singing that song. This one's for you the show family tonight. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing, like, all right, band to me, but he was one of the greatest before, like, I saw him somewhere around, I don't know, 82, 82. Wait, who's he? What's that? You said he. Oh, what? Mario Speedway. Well, that's not a he. Do you mean Kevin Cronin, the lead singer? Correct, correct. Okay. He, he introduced, like, he would just start talking to the to the crowd, and then he kept on rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Speedwagon? <laughs> Can I call, call you Ario? My name is Rio Speedwagon. <laughs> They're in town this weekend. Are they oh, in town I, this weekend? Yeah, I believe our sister station is sponsoring them. <laughs> yeah. Where are they playing? In Camden. I listen to Whoa, the I love this song. Mr. I love Speedwagon. Ario Speedwagon. I do too. I do too. As soon as you are April, and I am Uh Ed, you going to go see Mr. Uh, Speedwagon? <laughs> I am not. Uh-oh. Oh, it's Mr. Foreigner. It's uh, Sticks and Loverboy and Ario Speedwagon doing a hit. Perfect. Shut yeah. up. Saturday. Yep. Sticks and Loverboy. I, hey. I love all those bands. Yeah. You guys don't give me a hard time because I like Loverboy. I like Loverboy. <laughs> you only know one song by Loverboy. I know two songs from Loverboy. Okay. But nonetheless, very good. Thank yeah. you. They're both right. the same Ed. song. <laughs> Appreciate it. No, they are not. I'm telling you. Some good stuff in there. You guys have missed out on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, there is something that is pretty magical about a show, and if you don't go to, what is this? This love loving it. every minute of it. Oh, my God. No, this is a pretty crappy song. Anyway, no, we're not going to do that. No, we're going to do that? Okay. No, we're not going to do that. Uh, it's about ready to wrap things up. Okay, all right. Uh, but it, there is something pretty magical about, uh, being able to see that, uh, that, unfold before your very eyes. Yes. Especially if it's like a legend or something. Uh, like, you know, I've talked about seeing Bruce. I'd only seen Bruce one right. time, and I was just like, wow. That was uh, that was something else and more than I expected. Was you worth five thousand dollars? No. Dude, Steve, you know I say the a video, a Daily Rush video I go back and watch from time to time is when Paul McCartney freaked out on stage. Oh, he's mad? Because he was mad. I think it was Robert Plant <laughs> broke the strap on that legendary Hoffner bass guitar. He's like, you broke it. <laughs> you idiot. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you broke it. <laughs> I believe you said I had it for decades Decades <laughs> The best I will never forgive you Yep Alright so anyhow Thank you for your phone calls I appreciate it uh, We do have to take a break Because we have a guest Who's on the line If you are a fan of NASCAR You know the legendary Kyle Petty And he has a uh, Memoir that is out With many of stories About that Um sport and industry, so we'll chat with him in just a few and get in some other things when we return. Stay down. What's new? Glad you asked. Shine down. You make sure I always see the daylight. Mana skin. Fozzie. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR.
Uh, real quick, a uh, shout out here. This is a fun one. This is from uh, Melanie Zygmunt. You got to be, if your name is Zygmunt, you got to be known as Ziggy, right? Yeah. I would imagine that's that's got to be the nickname. Uh, Melanie writes, hey, Preston, I would like to request a shout out to my wonderful neighbor, Tyler Collins. Uh, he's a loyal listener and got my husband and I out to his work at Bear Creek Mountain for their inflatable slides. And my husband Jordan and I work a lot this time of year and don't get to do much together, but today was just what we needed. No time frame on this. Just make sure that it is a weak shart because he's a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then she says, if you could add a P.S., it says F-D-H-O-A. You can pick which tree is branchy at this year at County Line Nursery. Branchy. Remember they had branchy, the, the yeah, Christmas absolutely, tree? absolutely, yeah. At, at County Line Nursery. So I'm assuming that Melanie works there. And she says, no big deal. I'm already making them uh, name trees after all of you this year. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, you guys are the best and have got me through a lot. Melanie Zygmunt. So here's your shard out. And there's the little one. <laughs> the little bitch. The little bitch. Hey, uh, do you, you were talking about potentially reading a uh, an email that Nick got on there. I didn't know if you wanted to do that uh, from the... Uh... the oh, do you want to read that? Or would right. you rather not? Oh, just or are it. you done working that angle? I think I'm done working that angle. Because okay. it's been fruitless. Yeah, listen to how stupid this is. We've, uh, for the longest time, we wanted to see if we could arrange a telephone call to the International Space Station. And it's not unheard of. They they will do this. It will call in to TV shows and things like that. They did it for The Bachelor. And we, no, they, no, <laughs> we thought it would be pretty amazing to be at Camp Out for Hunger. And yeah. this is that's when we like to get, you know, as big a guest as we can. Right. Um, and, and do a live call to the International Space Station. So, so Nick's been working this angle for years. Yeah. Try and make this happen. And there were times where it seemed like it might happen. We found uh, two really helpful people within NASA. And there's a guy named David who's been enormously helpful. And I, I'm very grateful to him. And um, and so they sort of pointed me up the ladder, up the corporate ladder, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term, at, at NASA. And then ended up with this guy named Rob. And uh, Rob has been anything but helpful. Huh. And so I was thinking about it over vacation, you know, like just stuff we've been trying to do for a long time. And, I, you know, I haven't reached out for, to Rob for a while. We still want to talk to, I mean, we're not going anywhere. The space right. station is not going anywhere. We still want to talk to people up there. So I reached out to Rob um, and um, and I said, hey, you know, we're still here. We'd love to do this conversation. I have a chat with somebody on the space station. And um, and he goes, uh, and I said, and maybe we could do it around our camp out for hunger, which takes place in November every year. And he, this is verbatim, right. his, his response. We would never support an event tied to your food drive. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. <laughs> So I wrote back. uh, What? I wrote back. I'm sorry, question mark. I don't quite understand why not. And he said it'd be an implied endorsement of your station and its civic activities. So then I replied. What? It's it's not like we're asking them to sponsor uh, jars of farts. So this, this, (laughs) yeah, yeah. This is the 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 country's largest food drive. And I'm I'm really trying. My I didn't write what I wanted to write. I'm I'm trying to be civil. Well, I'm I'm trying to be. You are not an astronaut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can write the next email, Steve. Uh, But then I wrote back. I was like, listen, that seems a bit odd. Fighting hunger anywhere in any community shouldn't be controversial or an implied endorsement. But okay, we'll aim for another time. I appreciate the feedback. Um, so oh, you, really, you definitely kept the lid yeah, on that. You, you I'm were trying. Nice. I had uh-huh. another response ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just it's frustrating because, like, listen, this is for a good cause and we're nice people and we want to chat with somebody on the space station. Well, why would you so tersely say we would never? Yeah. We would never. 
support yeah. your food drive. Make a wish what? To make some sick kids happy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what that sounds yeah. like, right? What? He sounds like somebody who needs to retire. I, no, what he what needs to happen is he you know they're just they're just dying to get hey go go check the capsule mm-hmm. and then they close it and launch them into space. Steve, right. I, honestly, yeah. I thought I, I misread it, but yeah. we would never support an event tied to your food drive. And I was like, oh, he can't have written that on purpose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, also, we would never support. Okay, so I don't get trying it. Trying to wrap my mind around this because. All we're asking for is just an interview. We're not asking you to endorse what we're doing or anything yeah, like that. We to just, make NASA a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, which, which, why wouldn't they want to be? I don't know. Too uh, much goodwill. To be, you know, because they will do interviews regularly for just um, information shows, TV shows, you know, uh, uh, Good Morning America, whatever right. it may be. Yeah. The Bachelor. And, and <laughs> <laughs> that just makes no sense to me. I don't get why, it. Why, why it would be any. Now, what if we were to just say, hey, just want to space. And I love you. <laughs> hey, pull that handle over there and see what it's happens. It's a rose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got sucked out of the airlock. Uh, listen, we've talked to, we obviously have a great relationship we, with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and we yeah, have Derek, uh, Derek Pitts. Pitts, and we are yeah. clearly, this is something that we're into, we've supported this, but what what a what a way to misread. So we had, whole... um, we had uh, who was it, Stott, um, uh, she was a female, uh, she's an astronaut. Stott? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also had, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we had Terry Vertson because I had been oh, going awesome. at it. Yeah, and he was great. And I had been going, uh, I can't remember where it started. I have been working my angles as well. Thank God I don't have to deal with that guy. Yeah. What's uh, his name again? Uh, Rob uh, Navius or Navius. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce his last name. But um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's um, Steve. Did he move his desk under the wet, retro rock? He's a muckety muck. <laughs> and then I, I Googled him. Because uh, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> and then I looked at his pictures and I'm like, I don't, I don't care for this guy at all. Yeah, well, that's lame. Under the, the, uh, the launch, uh, uh, the uh, the gantry. Yeah. Okay. It's just funny when you run into roadblocks like that. because well, it's you just know, so ridiculous. Yeah, and, and I guess maybe we fight the fight sometimes of having to deal with radio shows around the country that aren't great or wouldn't be respectful or whatever. And I, I understand that. Um, but I, I, we would do a great job with we, this interview. Well, I would, I would rather hear, listen, we, you know, we don't do local morning yeah. radio. We're, sure. we're, we're NASA. We're this and that. And I would at least go, well, that kind of sucks. But all right, it is what it is. As yeah. opposed to we, we would, would never, never support your food drive. I mean, yeah. they talk to kindergarten classrooms. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. What a dumbass. So anyway, um, if well, we end- never support your food drive, what are you trying to feed the homeless? Yeah. And the I like, destitute. I like the wish make a wish kids. What? what for sick kids? <laughs> like that's a thing you do. That's a thing that people have time to do is make the world a little bit better for sick kids. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get up, leave me alone. <clears throat> How's that next uh, moon trip coming? Thanks, Rob. Thanks a lot, Rob. <laughs> Thanks for when your was help. the last time? Should have been on Saturn by now. Rob Navius. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Nick, the neighbor. Nick, you were... Uh, see, I wouldn't have been able to send an email like you did. I, I would have fired back differently, and then I always say thanks for your help or something like yeah. that to just kind of throw it in there. Right. But I give you credit for that email. Well, I'm still trying. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if this conversation's helping any. <laughs> no, it won't. I think it's, this is done. We're done. It won't. Whatever. But I mean, listen, I've already gotten the no. You know, so like we might as well yeah. make fun of this dude. Dear yeah, Rob, you, we'll just contact the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's funny because, you know, I, I said this off air and Casey yeah. was like, you know, uh, who's his boss? And I, I was thinking the exact same as Ka- thing as Casey. Like, let's go around this guy. But, um, I well, don't know. you know what? To be honest, uh, there are Canadian astronauts up there. Oh, there yeah. are other people from other nations. We could reach out to their uh, figure. Sp- space organizations. Yeah, they'd support. They're our own NASA. Yeah. Why don't we just start dialing numbers? See if we can get the space station, right? Yeah, maybe we'll eventually get it. <laughs> Wait. Wait a minute. You yeah, do? I do work here. You still have that I phone? I love the place. You know I'm a botanist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You got E.T. Wait, what is this? Uh, There's a phone knew. number. If someone needs to call the ISS Operations at Mission Control Center, so you just leave a message. Relay the audio through a telephone line. Hi, I want oh. to talk to someone on the space station. <laughs> Nine ninety-five a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? Let's call it and leave a not. Let's leave a message. Can you call us back, please? Yeah. Well, we can't leave a phone number. Just but uh... let's have Kathy. Kathy, well, we can say, we can say, you pretend know, pretend like you're trying to get free drinks at Guppy. We're at WMMR, <laughs> and you can you can find us. We're in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, you know, if you're interested, please send us an email. Uh, or just like, hey, it's me. <laughs> when you get a minute, yeah. <laughs> just okay, like a runner's head. <laughs> hey, it's me. <laughs> just like a runner's head. Yeah. It's me. He's not doing too well. He's only got a couple of hours Call left. Call me. Call, Call me back yeah. immediately. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, we'll see. Maybe, maybe somebody listening can point us in the direction of someone who is not uh, a bona fide penis. Yeah, not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Listen, and- my treatments at the Nymphomaniac Clinic aren't working out. <laughs> I need to see you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got to call that. <sighs> maybe Rob will change his mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure this helped. Yep. Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand how you can be that. It's cursed. a food yes. Yeah, I mean, then you're you're being as pleasant as can possibly be. I, you know. Well, also, you you sent an email back, right? Meaning you had a time to think about what you were going to say, and then the opportunity to hit a send button. You know, it's not like, oh man, I I, I didn't mean to say it like that. Right. You know, you took the time to write it. Yeah. That you're not going to support a food drive. <laughs> Dear Nick, I only listen to Terry Gross. <laughs> Not your infantile radio station. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I get that. I have an office at NASA. <laughs> Not a lot of people talk to me, but I have one. Mm. All right, well, anyhow, keep trying, uh-huh. I guess. Not with him, but... Not with that guy. Yeah, we'll find him. Else. I wonder if uh, I wonder if Derek... Uh, I mean, because, I mean... I don't know if he's uh, associated with NASA at all, but he's got to know something. He's got to know. But the last time we talked to him, there was something that he was doing, I, I believe, with NASA at, yeah. at some level. How how could you not embrace what he does and what uh, what Neil deGrasse Tyson? And speaking of him, Steve Neil deGrasse Tyson, we're going to have him on uh, in two or three weeks. So, all right, um, we'll, we'll maybe, work him. You know what? We'll pull up uh, yeah. Rob's name then when we have Neil deGrasse Tyson on the show. <laughs> I, I have an idea. It's you got to play the long game. Retire from this job. Go back to school. Okay. Okay. Uh, become an astrophysicist. Okay. Mm. Try an intern or get a job with NASA. Right. All right. And then work the ladder, and then eventually you could be his boss. Yeah. yeah all right. All right we have a sixty-nine-year-old intern out here. <laughs> you, guys, <laughs> you guys like pancakes? And she's wearing a rocket I saw him on the television. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I can do it. Let's get us some coffee. All right. Well, <laughs> besides uh, things in space and science, there are other scientific discoveries that have been made. And uh, Steve sent me this article about a uh, medical science breakthrough. Uh, a group of pigs were pronounced dead for hours as part of a study, and then scientists <laughs> got the heart beating again. What? Got their hearts beating. They were dead for hours. Wait, yeah. Did they and kill them purposefully? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it was for you know, yeah, yeah. science. And, you can and, kill anything for science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, give me, hey, give me, get the hammer. We want to, I got to <laughs> kill this for science. We want to learn how to prolong the life of pigs. Well, how about just don't kill them in the first place? <laughs> Feed them properly yeah, and, and, and take care of them. Show them love and yeah. compassion. Let and let them live their lives. Can. Well, that's not fun. It's <laughs> for science, for crying yeah. out loud. We're trying to save their lives by killing them. Hand me that crossbow. <laughs> and that's fun. Here, eat this hand grenade. Um, so researchers from Yale uh, began pumping synthetic fluids through the bodies of dead pigs, finding their hearts began to faintly beat. Uh, according to a peer-reviewed study published by Nature. Zombie pigs. Uh, the team used two systems for its test. first group of pigs got Organ X, a device that resembles heart and lung machines. And they also got an experimental mixture of fluids that are supposed to reduce inflammation and provide cellular health. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> some motor function also returned. Uh, the head and neck of some of the dead pigs began to move. This is something um, that shocked everyone. Astonishing, if you stop and think about it. To be, I mean, there, there's obviously so much about, I guess, a genetic similarity between the human body and the body uh that um you know th- this is a, an interesting correlation so the long game on this obviously would be to be able to revive people who've who've yeah. passed and then also to eat people as bacon yes that too <laughs> no but uh, i i would assume with this comes i mean you, you can't let tissue die no uh so once once you go without oxygen in in, in your blood then Things start to yeah. die. They they do. They will not come back around. Um, Try to get that tissue to dance. You put a little boogie in it. But I um, I uh, <laughs> just got back from vacation. I, I'm a little I'm a little off, guys. With your setups. Uh, well, somebody's on the line who can help out. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Do we have uh, music for yeah, him? He has so. a theme. <laughs> he does. I'm sorry. It's not the beginning was, of page one. He was one. busy writing jokes. I was, no, I was busy being embarrassed. So just give me a, a moment here, guys. All right. There we go. <laughs> ah! Yeah! You know what that means? The good doctor's on the line. Fox 29 and Penn Medicine's own Dr. Mike Seriglia. Hey. Dr. Mike, good morning. Casey, what's right? You're a little rusty. <laughs> a little rusty. That's all right. It's first day all back. Right. All right. Anyway, you know, when I when I first heard about this study, fascinating, unbelievable, basically changing the way we define or will define death. Because what they have done is prevent cellular death and allowed. So if you think about it, Steve, not only uh, could it keep people alive, but it could also render organs for transplant to be uh, 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 preserved in a much better way. Because present, as you said, after a certain amount of time with oxygen deprivation, no blood flow, cells die. And, and when I saw this, it was 
fascinating stuff. Let me ask you, what would this do as far as, or are there any applications for this and keeping donated blood viable longer? Well, I think any uh, organ, any part of the body that is comprised of cells, which is everything, uh, with this uh, this this approach uh, has the ability, has the potential for, you know, quote unquote, longer shelf life. Yeah. I mean, that that is in itself remarkable. But think about it. Uh, when we pronounce someone dead, you have to wait a certain amount of time. But this may change the whole ball game because you've you 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 can't imagine how if you get cells to not die like that even if they have if if someone has stopped breathing or or their heart has stopped can can you imagine uh, you you get this treatment this 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 liquid this fluid and wow i mean compared to even things like we use now like ecmo where we use these uh machines and things this this has tremendous so so this this would dramatically change like um like uh uh, for like first responder protocol and and um, uh, ER protocols, right? If you if you had this ability, to, if you set these things in place, I mean that that you're talking a whole new realm, a whole new world, yeah, just like Fievel taught us. Yeah, I I haven't been this excited about a study in a long time. I mean, I I, I got to tell you, and and you know, uh, I don't want to brag, but my great great grandfather. The famous Victor Frankenstein <laughs> was working on this. Uh, you know what? I couldn't help when I first saw this story. Uh, immediately, I'm, I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Let me see. How old am I? Oh, yeah. Uh, they won't get this figured out before I kick it. They're not going to have it figured out. You ain't going anywhere, pal. That's right. Oh, You've not got the Dr. Mike stamp of approval. Yeah, there's a no-die policy. You want to die, got to go somewhere else. You That's know, right. Like, uh, anyway. By the way, I still I still owe you some poop. I got to get that to you. Yes, please. A stool sink. I don't yes, ask please. for diamonds or jewelry. I want some body. He's a cheap date. Just crap in a box. <laughs> we, had, we had a date my first day of yeah. vacation was my uh, my Your annual uh, checkup with Dr. Mike, so we had a very special You day. know, I have to go in, too, so I'll just, I'll pre-bring in my crap in a box for All you. Right. Yeah. Why don't you just have Preston bring yours in? Yes! Should. <laughs> just cheat for me. Yeah, well, I've already done it. You can take mine in. If All you right, want sure, in, so. yeah. yeah. Just... I don't want old stuff, Steve. I want no, no, I, I keep a collection in the basement, yeah. but that's right. just for my own use. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, just I want fresh. All right, fresh. Poo poo, gotta be fresh. All right, poo poo, gotta be fresh. <laughs> that's that's that delivery service at home. Poo poo, gotta be fresh. <laughs> it's like Blue Apron, PPGF. Yeah. Uh, poo poo, gotta be GBF. All right, see you later. Love you, Doc. Love you. Love you. It's a club DJ. Poo poo, gotta be. I actually have I have a video of him giving me the digital exam. Really? Oh, really? I didn't. T- it's a video of me. Why? Uh, well, it's it's not like me. Yeah. I'm holding it back, showing my yeah. ass or anything right, like yeah. that. It's me talking to him while he's doing it, yeah. so you can hear him telling me what he's doing and all oh, that stuff. My. Right? That sounds great. Well, yeah. Are you doing a colonoscopy soon? Or Ooh. yes, yes. Right. In fact, I have to make a uh, I have to make a uh, um, an appointment for. I just had two. You could have one of mine. I get okay. three. I'm like three weeks away from mine. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I scheduled mine as well, I'm but so not not until February. Should we do it all here in the studio? Yeah. yeah. Everyone's getting their asses probed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. 
I, wow. I, I made a joke about uh, Steve taking, or about you taking Steve's uh, fecal matter into <laughs> Dr. Mike, but I just wanted to tell you a quick story. My cousin and her husband were having fertility issues, and so, uh, you know, they, they did an alternate yeah. route, and so he had to get his uh, matter over to the doctor. You know, like, it needed to be, like, fresh and warm and, like, right, right there within, like, you know, an hour, mm-hmm. and they both had to work, and they couldn't take off, so her mother took it. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, he had the mother-in-law take so she, it over. She couldn't spit. <laughs> Stop, oh, dude. Stop it, Steve. Stop. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be over in ten minutes. <laughs> Where exactly are you located? Girls, I'll be right now. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Give us a kiss. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't talk to you right now. Go to hey. <laughs> no, she took it over in a little brown bag. There was a container inside. Oh, she there you go. Took the brown oh. bag in. Jeez, that's yes, you know. <laughs> you got to do you what you got to do. do. Yeah, yeah. Hey, for, for you they listen, got a beautiful baby. They're so. building a family. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Add another story here that was uh, a different uh, kind of um, science. Not big, science, but big. but uh, robotics. So I mean, this this is a. Uh, um, uh, Are you the internist? For? No, I'm not the internist. This is robots. There's nothing to do with. Medicine or anything like that, but it is a technological advancement. Is this I Preston? No, this is nothing. This is just me okay. talking to you guys. I have no categories, <laughs> no character. It's just conversations. The way commu- people communicate. It could be the stream of consciousness nerve, uh, but uh, no, no, no. Are you sure? Uh, so, American nonprofit research institute called SRI International. Has developed a prototype for what a prototype for what it's calling a police robot. Oh, I've does this. I sent something over uh, pertaining to same this. thing. Yeah. So the oh. robot is meant to prevent accidents that occur when police pull over drivers. Uh, the brain behind this bot is a man named Ruben Brewer, a senior robotics research engineer at SRI. He started building the prototype in his garage. Uh, he said our robot goes between people to keep everyone safe. The cop bot is attached to a telescopic robotic arm that can extend from the side of the cop car uh, that reaches the window of the pulled-over driver in front of it. So the officer stays in the car. Right. And this thing comes out of the vehicle, and it goes up. And what I think is kind of cool is it actually it puts a spike strip in front of the car that it's pulled over, in front of its rear tires, in case... You know, they'd see this robot and they'd feel like they're going to run, like, screw this, like, they're going to take off. Well, they'll get flats immediately. Um, And it's uh, it's this little camera that pops up with a a, a screen on the side. And then he talks to the person via a um, a video link. Officer Johnny Five. Uh, It is. Here's my thing with it. Uh, you look at the contraption, um, and, and then it retracts. It's still this big thing that sits on the side of the vehicle. Now, mind you, police hate traffic stops because a it's dangerous just getting out of the car on an actual road you've seen uh, countless videos of police and people that they pulled over where cars will crash into them as they're off to the side of the road they hate in general getting out and going up to a car they don't know who's inside the car they don't know if they have a gun or anything like that Mm -hmm. uh all of it is is dangerous and risky and and uh, problematic for the police officers as well as the people they're pulling over I like it on that level. I think they just need to refine it. I, I when I first saw the story, I thought I thought it was kind of like a drone type of thing. That's what I thought. And no, it's not. If there's a police officer operating it, 
and they are in the car right behind. They should have Pulsar from Rocky Four come on, yeah, <laughs> and see if see how people like being pulled over by that. Uh, so yeah, it extends from the it it, it comes out it, and they communicate with the driver via webcam, and from there the uh, the RoboCop can do it all. It it scans the driver's license. It'll actually spit a little ticket out. Yeah, uh, if if you're getting ticketed and you have to sign and all this stuff, and and it's uh, it just happens, but they're in a more safe position behind the the uh, uh, the car. I I like the concept of this. Um, I just think again, there needs to be structural improvements on it. But uh, how would you react if a <laughs> you got pulled over? I don't know. I mean, I guess if I knew there was a cop right behind yeah, me yeah, and, yeah. and I could see them in the rearview mirror actually talking to me, even right. though I'm watching them on the screen. Is this the robot RoboCop theme? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so I, I have no idea. It's probably a long time before something like this would be implemented. I would think so. The, uh, the question is, will they allow the driver to use filters? Like, uh, you know. Oh, like a, <laughs> like a Zoom or something like that? <laughs> well, yeah, like lipsticks or backdrops or whatever. Yeah, you know. yeah, not really sure. Uh, so anyhow, I thought that was kind of an interesting story. It is interesting. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's good. Keep working on oh. it. Uh, I wanted to mention this uh, because I, w- I thought about putting this in the connoisseur, but we do the connoisseurs on Friday, and uh, this story broke last week. But I did want to mention that the Mexican pizza is going to be a permanent menu item. I knew it uh, at Taco Bell. It's too popular. Uh, they pulled the item in 2020 to simplify the uh, simplify superfly superfly to superfly the menu <laughs> to simplify the menu. And uh, apparently they brought it back this May, and Taco Bell said the ingredient shortages couldn't keep up with the demand, which was uh, boosted in part by uh, marketing efforts from Doja Cat. Doja Cat. Yeah. Uh, after its May return, uh, Taco Bell said the demand was seven times higher than when the item was previously available, outpacing its supply capacities. It said one restaurant in California sold more than 1,000 of them. In one day, wow! But they're gonna—they're returning with it permanently on the menu. So I was uh, in Colorado for two weeks, and there's great uh, Tex-Mex Mexican food there. And I was thinking, and Steve, let me know if you agree with this: that we are—we are in a, a glor- glorified place these days because you can get great Mexican food almost anywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. And you—that wasn't always the case. No, I remember like growing up around here, like you even Taco Bell, there was not many of those around, if if any. So I think. I think 2022 is going to be a good year. <laughs> so you think 2020 is going to be a good year for tacos? I I I think that ultimately, um, some people crap on Taco Bell. I I, I love, love Taco Bell. Yep. I think I'm uh, a fan. It, it, it is its own kind of Mexican food variation yeah. that uh, is solid. Uh, this thing to me seems like a weird configuration because it's basically in a contorted taco, right, with taco meat and. Well, it's got refried beans on it as well. Is that, is that the yeah. distinguishing factor, you think? Yeah. All right. At least it used to. No, it still does. All right. We're looking at it. It looks damn yeah, good. Yeah, it's refried beans and beef, and then, yeah, on the top of it. But I think it's a pain in the ass to eat. I just don't think yeah. it's very practical. Well, I that's all the beauty of tacos. Yeah, that's one of the great things about tacos. It's a self-contained. It's like you roll up a pizza. It's like folding a pizza. It makes it easier to that's eat. That's why I prefer burritos. Burritos yeah. are just easy, one-hand eating. Yep, just eat and suck. Yep, that's um, what you do. What are your thoughts on, and have you ever had walking tacos? Yeah. Um, great. 
I like them. Yeah. I, I don't prefer them, but they are good. What are walking tacos? You take like a fun bag of uh, Doritos oh, yeah. okay. or whatever, and you crunch throw, them up. Yeah, crunch and, them up. Yeah. and then you throw taco it, meat and it, all the taco accoutrement. It would make me yearn for an actual taco in there, and then you can. Uh, but they are less messy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things that's you good put. About um, it. You put salsa on a burrito that you know you're going to take for the road. No. Do I put salsa on the burrito that I know I'm going to take? What do you mean? Like, so you're going to eat the burrito on the go, right? If I'm making one? No, like if you go to a Taco Bell or something like that. Like, will you, uh, because liquid salsa sometimes will make it a little too messy, even if you have the the foil wrapped around it. When I get the the sauce at at Taco Bell, I don't, like, unfold the burrito and put it in there or anything like that. I I put it on every bite. Right, Case? Yeah, you take a bite. Mm. Squeeze a little yeah. bit on. Do you ever I hold see. a cold spoon to your testicles? <laughs> mm. Have I ever? Kathy or does. Not with regularity. <laughs> to my testicles. To your testicles? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> but it's his... <laughs> Listen, you're the one that yeah. does yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You're the one in yeah. HR violation. Yeah. Did you ever suck on a chili dog, guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Sucking on a chili dog. 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 Thank you for the texter who just sent this in. Here's another thing that happened while we were gone. They have retired the Choco Taco. Yeah. That happened while we were gone. Now, I'm going to call up because there's a couple things in this list. that Yes, that was a big thing. I don't get them regularly, but... Why would I, they do that? I like knowing that they're there. What's the explanation? Probably because they're not selling as good. I think it's that guy from NASA. <laughs> <laughs> He's involved. Let's just blame he that guy. Rob! Yeah. Come on, Rob. Freaking Rob. I don't like him, and I don't think you should have them either. Yeah. <laughs> Food. Yeah. I don't like food. I just Maybe Rob like just it. doesn't like food. Oh, he I might like not. Food and yeah. sick children. They are bu- so annoying. <laughs> so the things choco- that bring joy to people. Yeah. <laughs> Period. The Choco Taco is essentially, it, it is just a nutty buddy in a different shape. Doesn't matter. No, no I what's know, a, I know. Yeah. Wait, what's a nutty different. buddy? What's a nutty buddy? Nutty buddy is, is, a, is a Choco <laughs> Taco. No, it, it's an ice cream cone that has, you know, ice cream in it and then the chocolate and, st- and the no, nuts on top. No, I would fully disagree You're with you. You're talking about a drumstick? Yes. Well, drumstick is uh, is also a, a it's its own brand, but it's, nutty buddy it's the real thing. Yeah, drumsticks are the real. Yeah, thing. they're the same. Don't give me this nutty buddy. Don't give me this crap. No, 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 no. Wasn't no. born yesterday. N- nutty buddy paved the way. Oh the no, drums, it did not. The, the drumstick is standing on the shoulders of nutty buddy. Oh, you're not uh, even let's in, check out the chronology. We got Let's check out the chronology. Are you suggesting that the nutty buddy precedes the? The drumstick. I think the, the drumstick. drumstick is I've been classic. wrong about a lot of things in my life, and there's a good chance that I'm wrong about this. Nope. But I think I'm right. Let's you, you make a, a convincing argument. <laughs> right. I've been wrong a lot. <laughs> and I'm going to be wrong again. And there's every possibility I'm wrong again. But this time, I think I'm probably right. All right, Nick's going to look this up right. There's now. another thing, Preston, that relates to this: the time off, the Jim's Steaks fire. Oh my God. Right. Okay. So, yeah, we all there were there was a little text chain going yeah, on yeah, about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the end result of that, and the um, the the amount of damage done? The Jim's is my favorite play. It's my favorite cheese steak. And I thought of you immediately yeah. because it was. Yeah. Does anybody know? I didn't do well, a follow up on that. Um, but yeah, I was bummed out to hear about that. But I've what I, what I what I'm, what I'm holding on to is that it'll come back bigger and better than ever. Yeah, you know, that it, type of thing. It, right now, it says that they're. Large. They were fearing a large portion would need to be torn down, and that's not the case, from what I understood last that I heard. It says electrical wiring is what caused yeah. it. Um, you can't. I mean, you got to have that. You got to have gyms. Yeah. Got to have pats. You got to have them all. 
All right. Uh, see what you can find out about that, Kathy. Right now, I'm going to check in with Jim. Or, I mean, to... Jim. Who the hell is Jim? Oh, well, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Jim Six. Yeah. Nick. So think... uh, with the Nutty Buddy versus uh, Drumstick uh, controversy. Where, where's our news on music? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Here we go. Our correspondent, <laughs> yeah. Nick, out of Nick McElwain. <laughs> Check it out with our correspondent, Nick McElwain, who has information concerning the drumstick. Nick? Well, it was originally created and produced by the Seymour Ice Wait, Cream Company. Wait, the Nutty Buddy. He's the Nutty Buddy, out. yes. Oh. Seymour Butts. Seymour Ice Cream Company, which ceased <laughs> operation in the 80s. I'm trying to find the origins of when it all started, though. And what was See, the other it one? Doesn't even, uh, a drumstick. Drumstick, yes. Yeah. Sorry. The original drumstick. Yeah, right. The original drumstick. Exactly what they ate during the Last Supper. Um... <laughs> That These are been great. Awesome. <laughs> These things are great. Why are we here again? Listen, every, tomorrow's a, a, not a good day, but uh, this, this is right now, right now. I can deal with this. Oh, so it's the, the drumstick, I mean, that's 1928. 1928. Mm. I don't think they made something called the Nutty Buddy in 1928. Told you. Mm. I propose the invention of the Nutty Buddy. <laughs> I got you guys. Okay. All right, please. We... <laughs> Loves the Nutty Buddy. If you're a man who has no friends, it's the perfect buddy for you. Filled with nuts and taste also good on your tongue. But then there's the drumstick. What? A, a competitor has come out of the darkness, the drumstick. Will it take down the Nutty Buddy? Only time will tell. This is ragtime music, by the way. It is. I was hoping he would switch to the other, like, 20s type of music. Preston hoped that uh, Casey would gears. follow up on the video, audio cue, but he failed to do so. He was on his phone. He was I was researching. looking up information. He's I'm not playing with a friend. Nick, right? Nick is looking up the information. Nick, Preston had never been more furious with Casey <laughs> for failing to hit that music cue. It was a disaster of historic proportions as we're trying to determine which preceded which. Uh, all right, hold on a second here. Mm-hmm. 1923, when when was Nutty Buddy ice cream invented? Uh, his first, shared, shared his first batch of ice cream with the family and friends in 1923. So that, we don't know when the actual Nutty Buddy right. novelty came into existence because the drumstick was in 1928. Certainly the same time frame, but which one came first? <laughs> Everyone loves dancing with their favorite gal with a Nutty Buddy jammed down their throat. <laughs> their favorite gal. <laughs> All right. All right. We go now high atop the 30 Rockefeller Plaza. <laughs> but that's Norman and his bands of incorrigibles <laughs> are dancing to the Nutty Buddy Waltz. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> the Nutty Buddy Waltz. Big night. The body. Lost out on love. But I got me some nuts. You know, here's a twist. I started looking up the history of the Nutty Buddy, and there's also an athletic supporter called the Nutty Buddy. Oh. And it has a different origin that story. That doesn't taste so good. <laughs> With a slight hint of ball sweat, little Junior certainly scowls after tasting that. Oh, man. This tastes like my gym teacher, Daddy, he says. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Uh-huh. All right. So there's that. The extent of uh, the damage at gyms, they don't oh. really get specific. Oh, my God. They say... We have two stories yeah, rolling. Yeah, yeah. We're a news bureau. <laughs> yeah. This is how we do it. Yeah. Uh, all they've said is that they, uh, the president has vowed to rebuild the shop and do it as soon as possible. So there's enough damage that they I, can't I be open. 
Biden, Biden said that. <laughs> the, president. the president. President of Jim Stakes, Kenneth Silver. Is there okay. a uh, is there a gym behind Jim Stakes? Does anyone know? Yeah, it says we got a couple of Nautilus machines. What? <laughs> Dude, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's golds back there. <laughs> um, well, I assume so, but be, right? I, I don't know if they're if they're still with us because wow, when did when did Jim's first come out? Let's do the history. Eighty three oh, years the time ago. Of the dummy body. Yeah, <laughs> founded in nineteen thirty nine. Okay. We don't, we don't think Hold we have on. any 1930s. Yeah, Jim and Millie. Jim and Millie. That's who started it. Okay. All right. What happened to Millie? Millie was the missus to, to Jim's gymnast? Uh, mm. I would assume so. I guess. Probably a family restaurant that got started. All right. Well, anyhow. I think uh, we solved some things yeah, here. I think Not really, we but, you know, questions. we tried. That's yeah. the important <clears throat> thing is we did try, uh, and we do have to take a break, so we got we to gotta wrap this up here. Uh, we will come back in a moment. Oh, by the way, uh, Kyle Petty uh, <laughs> could not make it on the show today. Yes. Uh, he talked to that guy at NASA. Uh, he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob called him and said, don't go on that show. Oh, you say they do a food thing for <laughs> the poor? That's like that make-a-wish. It's so annoying. <laughs> Take a break and come back, and we'll get into the bizarre file when we return. So please stay with us. We won't be gone long. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, let us begin in New Hampshire. A family met an unexpected visitor in their house on Monday. Arlie Gianni was home with her son when he told her that there was a bear in their living room. I saw this. Gianni said, I'm about ready to fall asleep. Uh, Jaden comes flying in my room, and he's like, Mom, there's a bear in the living room. Do you have the, the voice remote? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine, though, your kid comes in and yeah. says a bear in the living room. You're like, yeah, okay, come yeah. on. No. I don't get it. Yeah. What's the joke? So the bear broke through a uh, door to her garage on Monday night. Gianni says that uh, when it's humid out, it's easy to push through. And uh, Still Gianni, driving that Prius, huh? Uh, she said, <laughs> I screamed, and it just kept saying, get out of the get house. Out get out of the house. And the bear went through the garage and kitchen, making its way to the living room. Holy when, no way. When Gianni's no way. Uh, pug, Flint, was sitting on the couch Whoa, and started barking at it. Uh, she said, "My Stop son, the bear. my son Jaden heard him barking because he thought my husband was home from work." Oh, uh, mama! Uh, Johnny immediately called nine one one and got both her dogs safely upstairs. When the bear no went back into the garage, and th- then she says, "All of a sudden, I hear silence, so I slowly open the door to just see if the bear is gone." Peek-a-boo. Uh Nope, the bear is sitting on an antique car that my husband is going to refurbish. <laughs> oh no! <clears throat> uh, the bear looked up. Is this a Stutz bear cat? Uh, to see Gianni and uh, charged toward the door. Uh, she said he tore this down, ripped this down. You can see the claw marks on the door of him trying to get back into the house. Wow. While my son and I are pushing on the door to prevent it. Dude, there's a bear pushing on the door from the other yeah. side. In the moment, she said it was scary. Uh, like the scariest moment of your life, maybe. Time just stops. Your adrenaline kicks in. Uh, time stops. And your main focus is how do I get the bear out of my house? Uh, it was are these in- window nation windows? 
I was in the garage for another 20 minutes. Uh, she said the bear tore through everything that we had. Recyclables knocked all over. <laughs> they're, they're, those claws, man, are just so unbelievably destructive. Uh, she believes the bear smelled the extra garlic that she had used in her chicken rice casserole for go. dinner that night. Seriously? Uh, she said, I will make it again, but not so much garlic. I mean, that's what she thinks. I don't think garlic. Yeah, it was the garlic. It's not what they use to lure bears. Get off your high horse. Yep. Police are searching for a man, listen to this, who took advantage of an 11-year-old running a lemonade stand by handing him a fake $100 bill for a drink and asking for exact change. You son of a bitch. What's the guy's name, Rob? <laughs> yeah. So from uh, NASA. NASA. Yeah. Know that guy. Uh, the suspect handed 11-year-old Jeremy a counterfeit bill. And you just learned a life lesson. Received a drink and $85 in change. Oh, my God. Uh, Jeremy spent his own allowance money to get set up this lemonade stand, and he ended up using what allowance he had left to give the suspect his change. Uh, the police said, while our detectives work hard to bring closure to every case, this case struck a particular chord with them. And they want to do everything they can to get justice for Jeremy and catch this counterfeit. So he gave him a fake one hundred, mm-hmm. and, and, and he gave him back eighty five and change. Is it fifteen dollars a glass? Of- no, but a lot of times when you go to these lemonade stands, you'll you'll say how much is it? A right. dollar? Like, well, here's five dollars. Yeah, you know? I mean, of course, you, you give him more. You're just helping him yeah. out. So this kid is probably seeing, whoa, fifteen bucks. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, so that's probably what ended up happening. Uh, some guests visiting Walt Disney World's It's a Small World ride wound up being <laughs> trapped on the attraction. Uh-huh. One of the one of the really lightest lifting rides. Uh-huh. Yep. I love that ride, though. Uh, it is pretty precious. <laughs> well, the yeah. song is so catchy. Uh, and apparently, well, if you're in there for an hour. Right. Yeah, right. Listening yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah, it over and over. Uh, a uh, TikTok uh, poster said, we were stuck for over an hour. The torture. Um, and the, the boats, uh, there was a video with the boats at a standstill. The ride, uh, designed by Disney animator Mary Blair for the 1964 New York World's Fair, typically takes anywhere from 12 to 15 minutes. A fellow animator, Mark Davis, and his wife Alice designed uh, ha- and created the robotic child puppets that sing, <laughs> sing the three-minute song that uh, guests translated in several languages as they float down this river. Park staff didn't realize for about 45 minutes, but everyone was stuck on the boat. <laughs> so they said, we sat here for about an hour with the song on repeat. Oh, God. I this forget is- how, so they, you, you visit all, at least a lot of the countries of the world, correct? Yeah, yeah. And then the little children singing yep. the song. Yeah, in fact, it was originally called, it had a different name. This world is too big? Uh, no, what was the name of it? Um, I, I had that info here, but I don't see it. But anyhow, uh, the song was written by brothers Robert B. Sherman and Richard M. Sherman during the Cuban Missile Crisis of the early 60s. At one time, the ride was called, here you go, Children of the World. Okay. But Walt Disney loved the Sherman song so much that he renamed the ride after the song, It's a Small World. The Sherman I suggest brothers, we call it the Cuban Missile Crisis song. Uh, the Sherman Brothers are known for their Oscar-winning movie score of Mary Poppins, by the way. so When you're a little kid, and that's because that's one of the first rides you encounter, um, yeah, it's it's magical. And you're yeah. allowed to do it as a little kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, some rides uh, you're not big enough for yet. Yep, that one you can go on. Uh, let's see. Human remains have been found in Lake Mead for a fourth time since May as its water levels recede to historic lows due to an unrelenting mega drought. National Park Service officials said park rangers were called Saturday about skeletal remains that were found at the Swim Beach area. This is wild, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that great? The Swim yeah. Beach has a skeleton there. Yeah, I've been there. 
uh, and it straddles the border of Nevada and Arizona. It's unclear how long the latest remains found have been in the lake, and it was uh, filled with just 27% of capacity as of mid-July. The previous remains discovered included a body that was found in a corroding barrel yeah. with a gunshot wound that they think went back to, like, the 1970s or something mm. like that. So who do you, who else? Who's missing you think you might pull out from there, from that general area? Yeah. It's too far for Hoffa. Yeah, I think so. But uh, who knows? Maybe they're... Up, oh, Amelia Earhart. There you go. Maybe she <laughs> took a right. wrong turn and ended up in Lake Mead. Uh, a man faces deportation from Australia for pleasuring himself in his car. Uh, and the Nepalese man was working as a delivery driver in Australia when the offense occurred. Across Australia off the list. He had reportedly finished his shift early and headed to a local park, assuming no one was around. You having a good talk there? A council worker approached the car to tell the driver he wasn't allowed there. And the worker was stunned to learn the man had some alone time and wasn't asked and was asked to leave. Uh, he was later charged with a count of prohibited behavior uh, to which he pleaded guilty. But in the court case, the community corrections of, uh, of Tasmania had to undertake a risk assessment to determine the possibility of him reoffending. And they believe that he posed a medium risk, which means he could be placed in the sex offenders registry and then face deportation. <laughs> The Tasmanian devil. He's going. Here's how you. Yeah, here's how you rub one no, out. No, you idiot. Yeah. This is how you rub one out. Oh <laughs> uh, man! So he's. Was he looking at anybody? Was no. he parked? So he was by yeah, himself yeah, in yeah. his car. Uh, the man's uh, is that? Did you deport him over that? The man's lawyer has since challenged the finding after two separate uh, clinical psychologists argued the man had a very low risk of reoffending. So what happened to the rugged, never yeah. say die a- attitude of the Australian yeah. people? <laughs> keep on tugging. Keep on tugging. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break. Let's come back in a second. The lesson question about today's program will be up next, as well as the trash and music news. So make sure you stay with us. We'll return in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Football is back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2023 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Monday morning, back from a couple weeks on vacation, and here we are together once again going through our emotions that we always do, including a cool Word of the Week prize, $500. Not too shabby. No, that's damn good. Give that away on... Who's bringing that to us? Friday. That is... The Bagsters! So we will uh, we'll give it away on Friday. You're going to need a letter, which we'll get in the end of the program. Coming up in a little while. In the meantime, we have something else to give away, and that is via uh, the lesson question. And we're going to give away a four-pack of Six Flags tickets. I need to get Six Flags. Oh, my God, I yeah. i got to get on Nitro. i got to get on... Nitro's uh, so good. Toro. To El Toro. Thank it's you. Is King Costeller? King yeah. Costeller. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, se- isn't there a second? There's a second ride on attached King to King Yeah. 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 
It's badass. All right, anyhow, the question we asked for you this morning is, at which concert venue did Steve see Millie Vanilli? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. At which concert venue did Steve see Millie Vanilli? 215-263-WMMR. Why don't you give us a call? The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. Stop by Rita's today and grab their newest and sweetest treat. You can uh, go candy crazy with Rita's new candy kapow ice cream. Kapow, kaboomba. Kaboomba. But you can get there. You need to get there quick as possible. It is available for a limited time only, by the way. Kapow, 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 pow, pow. Kaboomba. All right, let's see what's <laughs> up in the trash. What you got for us, Steve? Well, Adele has reportedly taken out a $38 million mortgage to purchase Sylvester Stallone's $58 million Los Angeles estate. The multi-Grammy award-winning singer says the sky-high price is worth it to live in the home where Over the Top was written. (laughs) NCIS and its sister series NCIS Hawaii joining up for a crossover event this September. The story will center around Wilder Valderrama's Nick Torres finding a cursed tiki necklace. Whoa. Oh, my <laughs> so cool. God. And finally, Days of Our Lives will be moving, moving from NBC Daytime to Peacock starting soon. Mark Lazarus, chairman of NBC Universal Television and Streaming, says the move will finally allow Days of Our Lives to tell the stories they've only told 6,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood show. All right, we're looking for the answer, and we want to find out uh, which contravenue Steve saw Millie Vanilli at. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR, the number, and our first First caller in uh, was Bob. So let's go to Bob. Hey, Bob, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Welcome back. Well, thank yeah, you, hey, sir. Bob. Appreciate it. All right, Bob, which concert venue did Steve see Millie Vanilli? Summer 59 was the Vag. The Vag. Yeah. Well done. Hang on, Bob. Got yourself a four-pack of Six Flags tickets. You can keep the summer vibes rolling at Six Flags' newest festival, Summer Vibes. With six uniquely themed areas, mouth-watering eats, live entertainment, plus eye-popping spectacles throughout the park. Uh, for the best deals, visit SixFlags.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Yeah! I got a few things to talk about. We'll start with this. The Offspring. Uh, we're en route to play a concert in uh, Rimouski, Quebec, Canada. On Saturday, when one of their vehicles caught on fire, mm. uh, the band escaped unharmed. However, luggage, passports, laptops, pretty much everything else was destroyed, according to social media posts from the band, which included a short video of their SUV burning. In the Saturday post, the band explained, while traveling through Canada yesterday, something flew off the vehicle in front of us and became wedged underneath one of the SUVs, and it caught fire. Jeez. We're happy to report that everyone is doing okay, and we've made it safely, uh, and we'll be performing tonight. Hope to see everyone there. By the way, I had that one time. I w- um, a, a big plastic bag. I hate that. Flew underneath my car, and uh, I saw it. And I look in my rearview mirror, and I didn't see it. And I'm like, oh man, what? Okay, whatever. And then later on, I smelled that bag. It had melted underneath uh, the car. Thank God it didn't catch on fire. I effing hate when you see those things. You know, yeah. I tr- I'll try to avoid them because for exactly that reason. Yep. So it can happen. Fred Durst has said I do for the fourth time, this time to a woman named Arliss, whom he's been dating for at least a few months now. Uh, TMZ reports that while their exact marriage date is unknown, the couple did tie the knot in L.A. County 
and records at the county clerk's office makes public the fact a confidential marriage certificate has been filed. Didn't he have to bow out of the tour, a couple of tour dates for Limp Biscuit? I thought there was something going on with that. Yeah. Right. Uh, and he didn't. He never really said never exactly why. Was it to get married? Maybe. Hmm. Durst bought uh, brought Ar- Arliss on stage to slow dance to Careless Whisper during Limp Biscuit's concert uh, in Pennsylvania back in May. Maddie. Uh, Durst. I met her three days ago. Third divorce from Ukrainian makeup artist uh, Kazinya Benyanznya. You are idiot. Uh, was- <laughs> Was finalized. Biscuit, not the only thing limp. In 2019. So he's gone at it again. Courtney Love announced on Friday that she has finally finished writing her memoir (laughs) after more than a decade. That's her typewriter. Uh, (laughs) The whole singer revealed on Instagram that her forthcoming book is titled The Girl with the Most Cake. However, there's no telling when it will hit store shelves. Uh, she wrote, there's no, there's a, quote, no kidding, very real paper supply chain backup, so don't ask me when. The important thing is that it's good now. She's been kind of laying low over the past, I mean, obviously, with everything going on, it, a lot of people have, but I haven't seen her pop up in the news. She used to be yeah, all the time. Yeah. No, you're right yeah. about that. Uh, if you ever have a chance to meet Flea, do not ask him for a picture. Uh, the bassist tweeted a video of a fan interaction on Friday and wrote... We are always down to talk and chat. Asking for a photo ruins it instantly. Wow. So he's just not into mm-hmm. taking a picture. So if you do, just keep that in mind. You never know. You might run into flea sometime. Mudvane's Chad Gray says that he is finally seeing a doctor about injuries he s- sustained during a fall that he had on stage. Uh, the incident happened in Tampa last month uh, when they were performing the song Not Falling. However, uh, he wrote via Instagram, besides dealing with some kind of uh, freaking <laughs> chest cold or whatever, I've obviously got my rib thing going on. I don't really want to know what was going on, but I didn't really want to know what was going on. But through much pushing from my professionals and people around me that love me, I went to a doctor yesterday and I have negative x-rays. He said I probably should get a CT scan just to make sure. He said I've got some inflammation of some cartilage happening. But ultimately, yeah, I'm going to get through it. So, what did he fall down? He fell down on stage. I don't know. Oh, okay. But uh, he's one of those people. I guess it doesn't like to listen to their doctor. Yeah, yeah the, the falling off the stage is, a, is it happens. You know, Stephen Tyler, you remember that, that yeah. thing? It, it happens fairly often. Yeah, it does. All right, and then finally, I saved this one for last. The legendary 1971 Melody Maker letter from John Lennon to Paul and Linda McCartney is yeah. up for auction with the sale set for August 19th via the Gotta Have Rock and Roll site. Lennon's infamous rant is expected to sell for up to $40,000. The November 24th, 1971 open letter to McCartney was sent to the editors of Britain's Melody Maker Music Magazine. In response. Dear John. I'd like to play catch with you sometime. (laughs) I think our relationship would be a real home run. In response to a McCartney interview published four days earlier. Now, Mm. McCartney's interview and Lennon's letter is based around the battle for control of the Beatles' Apple Empire, which had Lennon, Harrison, and Ringo Starr, along with their collective manager, Alan Klein, pitted against McCartney who had wanted Linda's father and brother, attorneys Lee and John Eastman, to represent the Fab Four's affairs. 
while at a creative and financial stalemate in... Dear John, we would never support your food charity. In December 1970, McCartney sued the former Beatles in an effort to formally end their binding partnership and put all their earnings into court uh, receivership, before which he was successful. Now, an enraged Lennon speaks of the Beatles' split and writes at one point, If you're not the aggressor, as you claim, who the hell uh, took us to court and S all over us in public? Who was buying up Northern Songs shares back uh, behind my back? Even before Alan Klein came in, no excuse. Who's the guy threatening to finish Ringo and Maureen who was warning me on the phone two weeks ago, who said he'd get us no matter the cost. As I've said before, have you ever thought that you might possibly be wrong about something? Regarding McCartney's comments on Lennon's then-recent chart-topping Imagine album, Lennon countered with, so you think Imagine isn't political. It's working class here with sugar on it for conservatives like yourself. You obviously didn't dig the words. Imagine. You took How Do You Sleep So Literally... Read my own review of the album in Crawdaddy. Or he said, read my own review of the album in Crawdaddy. Your politics are very similar to Mary Whitehouse's saying nothing is as loud as saying something. He went on to slam his former partner who had previously slated that, quote, John and Yoko are not cool in what they're doing. To which Lennon asked, want to put your photo on the label like uh, uncool John and Yoko, do ya? Ain't you got no shame? If we're not cool, what does that make you? That's right. But uh, John, he was like uh, Paul freaking out, at the, <laughs> screaming at him. Uh, Lennon calmed down by the end of the letter, though. Listen to how this wraps up. After all that, uh, he offered some some type of post-beatdown olive branch, stating, no hard feelings to you either. I know we basically want the same. And as I said on the phone and in this letter, whenever you want to meet, all you have to do is call. How would you like to go to Sky Zone? <laughs> <laughs> Like our trampolines there. Good <laughs> for a quick bounce. Um, so, you know, he, he really went after him, but at the end, he still was kind of like, a, you know, I get it. You know, and, and uh, I, I don't know. They had, they had an interesting relationship. They did. But when the lawyers get involved. Yeah. Uh, and this sort of thing happens. Like in, it's in, a nightmare. In the, uh, uh, in the get back. Uh, the Peter, documentary. Peter Jackson doc. That's right. When when they they have a microphone on them and nobody knows about right. it. Right. Paul's sitting there talking to John. He's going, he's like, hey, you know, you're in charge, man. He's like, you always have been in charge. And uh, and, and we need to do this. And, and, and it's, it was actually really awesome. I think that's more representative. Uh, that To me, that's the revelation. Again, that we we all came to the uh, conclusion that Yoko wasn't. The uh, the stake through the heart of the band, yeah, and that uh, the, it, it, there was more of a look. George was pissed off. They all had their issues, yeah. but uh, it was better than we thought. And uh, I like I like that way. I'm oh. going to stick with that. It is so good, especially the the second the the, the, <clears throat> the second and third one of the three. The first one was just kind of building. Only went to Sky Zone. It was very <laughs> slow, and then when they got to the trampoline <laughs> park, I mean, come on. <laughs> Seeing those guys bounce around was really it's out great. Of character for them. And <laughs> you look like flying. <laughs> it's like you're flying, right? Like I said. <laughs> uh, the article is at WMMR.com if you want to take a look at that, as well as uh, many other awesome pieces of music and information, music news and information there. All right, that's it for music news. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. We'll wrap it up. Letter of the day for the Award of the Week prize when we return. So you make sure you stay right there. 
Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's, it's not fancy. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, first day back from our vacation and diving right into things. Very enjoyable day. It was uh, nice moving back in. And tomorrow we'll have the full compliment. Marissa was still gone. Yes. Uh, she will she be. She some stories. Returning. She'll definitely have some I stories. I don't think she's back tomorrow. I thought it was tomorrow. Is she back on uh, Wednesday? I feel like she might even be back on Thursday. <laughs> let's do Dude. Let's well, figure this out together. Let's check it out. She's doing, a work, she's doing a work thing. Uh, actually, with South Park. Yeah. Uh, she's with uh, Matt Stone, Trey Parker, those guys. Uh, there's an event that's going on, so it's it's a work thing, thingamajabby. Yeah, she said, hey, uh, the Red Rock thing's worked out, so I will be back Thursday morning. Wow. Huh. She's in Red Rocks? Yeah. That's why I, I was just there, too. Yeah. She, she, she saw you. She did? No. Oh. Uh, no, she's doing this stuff with um, South Park. So oh, it was like the big South Park uh, anniversary. I thing. went there. Uh, it, you can visit it. It's a park. It's like a state park. And right. the, the concert venue is there as well. And I went there with my brother and my, gr- my girlfriend on Saturday. And so huh. we can tour the amphitheater, which was really neat. Yeah. Um, but they kicked us out because the sound check had started. Uh, they didn't just kick us out. They kicked everybody out. <laughs> um, but uh, the band Train was playing there on Saturday night. And huh. so the uh, train started warming up. And, and uh, we're like, okay, cool. And so we listened a little bit of that. And you can hike up above it, and it's a really cool spot to see a That's show. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was neat. All right, well, we'll see her back on uh, Thursday. In the meantime, yeah. Captain Snappy just arrived. Hey! <laughs> Captain Snappy. How you doing, bud? I like that. Nice to see you. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you were an Italian for a moment there. Yeah. Well, You look very back. windswept today. Yeah. I am very swept. Yeah. 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 I went to two nights of Roger Waters, Friday and Saturday. Ah. Perhaps uh, among the most brilliant shows I've ever seen. Everyone's Amazing. raved um, on the shows. I mean, sound quality, production, three-dimensional, you know, uh, surround sound, you know, and he's doing money and you hear the cash register all around the arena. Just so many moments. How nice. did this compare to, uh, was it Citizens Bank Park that he did the... That was the wall. Yeah. So that was just the wall. He's done different themes. He's right. done uh, all of Dark Side of the Moon in a tour. He's done the wall for a number of tours inside in arenas and outside in stadiums. Uh, and that was stellar. I mean, uh, you know, that was the surround sound I've said before was such that people on the floor either in the arena or the stadium at the beginning of another brick in the wall when the helicopter flies in, oh. people were looking back oh, to the them because they, the, the helicopter sound was moving up the stadium yeah. and people were looking back believing there was an actual <laughs> helicopter perhaps yeah. or some device flying over the audience. I mean, that kind of quality of sound. 
Then he's done uh, Us and Them tour, which featured a lot of animals and a lot of the um, Battersea Power Station. That was the last tour. Right. And they all have the flying pig. Um, This time he had flying pig and a flying sheep. Uh, and it was in the round, um, and um, he had these amazing screens. He did Wish You Were There, and he was telling the story of it, it but the words were written out. Sid and I were driving, and, uh, you know, and uh, while he while he's singing the song. I mean, just amazing, amazing stuff. Awesome. He yeah. still got it. Yeah. Didn't he yeah. write that song in Philadelphia? Uh, Wish uh, You Were Here? Comfortably this... Numb. Oh, that's yeah. right. Was yeah. inspired uh, yeah. partially by um, he having severe pain in his arm and electric factory concerts called some doctor who injected him with something right. that made him comfortably numb. Gotcha. Hmm. Um, and that was at the Spectrum. Yeah, I think on the Animals Tour, I think. So, yeah, it was cool. Hell of a weekend then. Hell of a weekend and hell of a thing to have you kids back. Feels good to be back. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah, we had fun today. Good. Yeah. Uh, shall we do the letter, sir? Yes. All right, Ty. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... W, as in welcome. Ah, thank you. All right, we're going to give away $500 from... The the Baxter. (laughs) The Baxter is by far the most convenient and affordable way to help you with your home cleanup. Go buy it at any home improvement store, fill it, and simply schedule your collection, and it is gone. Clean it up with the Baxter dumpster in a bag so we will give that away on friday so just four more letters to collect and then we will hopefully give that to you uh what's up on your show today my man we will have workforce blocks of uh shine down of uh u2 for edge's birthday and of pretenders today Ooh, uh, nice selection oh and i've got allison chains breaking ben and bush tickets giveaway jesus all right it's it's too much entertainment for one show it really is i would like to thank our sponsors the president steve shows brought to you today by acme markets Fresh foods, local flavors, Acme Official Grocery Store, the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Duncan, the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. And by Wilmington University. Go to wilm.edu, dual credit. That's wilm.edu, dual credit. Tomorrow's program, comedian Jake Matera will be here, one of our own. Jake's great. Uh, We will also have uh, Kyle Petty, not Katy Perry, Kyle Petty. Or uh, not Tom Petty or any facsimile there. Barry Mason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He'll be joining us and uh, we'll have Tattoos Day as well and some other things to do. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Uh, My friend. Bye bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the Bapa Tuta Bapa Tuka Bapa Dap.